0: Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, show with three Rugby League Tragics Talk, everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. Ubuntu.
1: I'm the Chameleon. (laughs) Welcome aboard and on with the show.
0: It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way. I've got the chameleon on board with me. Um, he doesn't have to change his colours. He can stay as blue as ever. We'll be talking origin. Uh, we've got uh, plenty happening in the world of rugby league. We've got the NRL rolling along. We're on the run home. We've got NRLW starting. Uh, we've got signing news. We've got plenty happening in the world of rugby league. And we'll also, hopefully, at some stage... Be bringing in um, Shano off the bench as an impact player. But um, this has the
1: potential to be a big one, Griffo. <laughs> it does. There's so much going on. Graham, are you familiar with Ubuntu? Ubuntu? Are you Are familiar with that? <laughs> I can't say I am. All right. Well, it's uh, this was the uh, catch cry of the Queenslanders, apparently. Yeah, obviously, I right. had heard about that. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, Zulu or something from Africa um, A language that none of us understand But perhaps Queenslanders do It means something about I am, you are, we are all together I don't know, it's just some one of these wanky things that uh, uh, go on um, I, I heard a few uh, people spruiking it last week Billy Slater, maybe Cherry Evans, I don't know This was what they kept saying, apparently. Uh, Yeah, and uh, I don't know if it helped them or not, but anyway. Ubuntu.
0: Ubuntu, there you go. Well, yeah, I I can't say...
1: Whatever happened to Queenslander?
0: Queenslander, Billy Moore. What was wrong with that? Billy Moore, Queenslander. Yeah, well, it's been
1: replaced by this thing, whatever it is.
0: Well, it might be replaced by something else because... um... Well, I didn't think didn't think we'd be talking about it. it seemed like it was a long way off but we've got a um a New South Wales victory to talk about and the, the last time we were on air we were um we were previewing the State of Origin game. Uh, we were very hopeful and we gave some of our predictions and um I'm happy to say that uh, a lot of the things we hoped would happen did actually happen. Uh, New South Wales 24-10 over the Maroons. Um the the real story here, I think, are uh, the, the changes to the side and the impact that had on the attack. A uh, lot of talk coming out of the game. Cody Walker, we said he'd pretty much have to be man of the match for them to win. He got man of the match. And also, um, it was very handy having him play there, especially for the debutant outside in Brabham Best and even Josh Carr having a great game. But that left edge um, looked revitalized for the Blues the other night and you would have been there firsthand watching it for us.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was refreshing to see them spread the ball. Um, and it paid dividends. Um, they played well. Uh, they played well. Queensland, uh, obviously, I think they were down on their best. Um, and, and we often see that in a so-called dead rubber, where the team that has won the series aren't quite at their best. We saw it with the Blues... When the Blues had those record wins in the COVID year, and all the games were in Queensland, but they couldn't—they couldn't nail the three-three zip, um, even though they, they'd had a, like record-winning margins a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, it was uh, certainly uh, a good way to end the series if you're a Blues supporter. Um, credit to all those uh, 17. Guys who, who wore the blue jersey. Um, Walker, obviously, a well-deserved man of the match. Probably just shaded Cam Murray, um for that uh, title. I thought Stephen Crichton's defense was amazing. Um, uh, obviously, Bradman best with his debut. Uh, it wasn't just the two tries, but he was dangerous, pretty much, whenever he got the ball. Um, so good all round performance. RC Knee up the front uh, was very good. Um, of course, uh, we might talk about uh, Mister yeah. RC nee later on, um, but uh, he was he was very good in Origin. Um, yeah, it was it was good all round performance, and uh, credit also to uh, Teddy. Teddy by far his best game of the series, mm. and probably his best game of the year. Uh, that last try that the Blues scored, I think it was the only try in the second half, um, was uh, set yeah. up by Teddy. In uh, typical, you know, Teddy of what we've seen over a number of years, he beat players, um, and then he got the pass. Uh, I think inside to to Bradman Best, and uh, and the Blues went on and, and held on to win uh, comfortably, uh, uh, albeit that. Uh, the Queenslanders bombed a couple of chances, uh, including one where Valentine Holmes only had to do what he was over the line and uh, just spilt the ball. So it could have been a bit different, but uh, in saying that, I think it uh, it was a it was a, a good reflection. The score was a reflection of the the game.
0: Yeah, and I, I think um, it was a good summation there where we talk about the the New South Wales Blues improving more so than, you know, being a case of the Maroons being off their game. Uh, the, we were worried going into the game about how the forward rotation would happen, but um, it really just turned out to be um, some, some big players playing big minutes and putting in some big efforts, and that's what really uh, laid the platform uh, for everyone else. Uh, you know, there's we saw 80 minutes. I think Liam Martin played 80 minutes um yeah, you know, I think Cameron Murray only had a short rest. He might have been close to seventy minutes, but uh, you know, a lot of big big minutes. Uh Jake Troboyovich Keon and both putting in sixty minutes. I think Isaiah Yeo also played um about fifty five minutes off the bench as well. So I think it was a big effort I think from the forwards to yeah to, to lay that oh, I,
1: I, I apologize. I didn't mention uh, Keon Kalomatongi. He he was uh, he was great as well in uh, mm. his debut. He played really well, so uh, he's a long-term blue. Keon um, got his chance and uh, delivered in in spades. So well done him.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was a good, good, good performance all around. You can't really pick out any players that were, you know, that were horrible or didn't do their job. It was a really great team effort, and I think also too, uh, some of those changes into the side opened it up for other players. You mentioned Tedesco, there's been a lot of criticism um, regarding his performance throughout the series. I actually think these new combinations that were put into the side really opened it up for for Teddy in this game and, and subsequently some of those other outside backs. So uh, some really good signs there, I think, for the Blues. Uh, you mentioned Kalaamu Um We only saw Gutherson for a few minutes off the bench. It's hard to to really get a gauge of, um, you know, his impact because he he only you know, he played limited minutes. But um, as I was going to say, you mentioned Kalobatungi as a future player. I know it's only off one game, but Bradman Best, given the fact that he did have the performance he had on this stage, really puts his name amongst, um, you know, others. I, I don't want to get into it, oh, what do we pick for next year type of thing, yep. but I think... Given the, the performance he put in, he's, he's he's done enough in that origin arena in that one game to put his name amongst that conversation when, when we're talking about centres, which is an interesting one because usually each year we're talking about taking fullbacks and putting them in centre, and he's an outright specialist centre there who's uh, had a great game.
1: He did, and uh, <clears throat> there was a lot of talk about naming a, a blue side for, for 2024 and, and the media, they wanted to get right into that and uh, in some areas of the media. And, and, and I understand why. Um, it's always one of the major topics of, of, of a rugby league year is who's going to be in the blue side. Um, but Bradman best put himself in the frame, irrespective of who's fit. Um We've seen a lot of guys wear the blue jersey for one game Hmm. uh, right throughout sort of origin history, but particularly in the last few years. Um, You'd have to think that at 21 years of age, Bradman Best is not going to be one of those guys that uh, is sort of a one-game wonder. Um, A guy that uh, was considered... Um, was Isaac Tungo, and uh, I'll talk more about him a little bit later, but um, he's put his name forward. You've got Campbell Graham, who who's really unlucky, who who was going to be there, but for injury. So where does he fit into the scenario now? Um, You'd always think that, yeah, he's going to be a blue, Um, and I still think he will be. But uh would be interesting uh, another mm. player I didn't mention because uh, a sort of taken for granted um and and uh listening to some of the media guys if they were given three two ones this guy featured in a lot of them and that was Brian tottle um again he was outstanding with his ball running but we just come to expect that so you think tottle's going to be there for some time um Question mark on the fullback. But again, he, he put his best foot forward in that game. Um, Adelkar had his best game. Um, you'd think he probably secures his position, um, form-dependent or health-dependent. But yeah, the centres will be a, a, a very much open to conjecture next year. Um, you'd think Cody Walker... With that performance, will be the five uh, eight, and then you know the debate comes back. Well, Mitch Moses is he the incumbent, uh, and so on? Does, does Nathan Cleary come back? <clears throat> um, I'll shut up because we could go through. No, uh, I wasn't going <laughs> to talk about this. But I was going to say we, but, no, we're, we're just about we're yeah. just about doing it. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of question so marks I won't, I won't there go any further, but yeah, but it is always. I said uh, it's one of the biggest conversations I think it is the, the biggest conversation point um in a rugby league year yeah uh maybe just behind the West Tigers in some form or another yeah uh, <laughs> but they dominate uh, they dominate headlines usually for all the wrong reasons
0: yeah just before we finish up on origin though um just want to mention obviously with Queensland they've won the series um and I think uh Billy Slater said it well when he said New South Wales deserved to win the game, but Queensland deserved to win the series. Um, He's absolutely right.
1: He's yeah, absolutely I, I, right. I
0: agree with that, and it shows how those, you know, those few moments in Adelaide made a big difference overall. It just shows how, um, you know, just just how important the whole series is, you know, and in, in um, determining the winner, not just you know waiting until. Later on in the series in hopes it comes through. You've got to get it right from game one. Um, and, and from the Queensland side of thing, I think it would be remiss of us not to um, mention the Wally Lewis medal winner, Ruben Cotter. Um, yep. He had an outstanding series, and I actually think that um, this was this was well-deserved because even in a losing side the other night, um, I thought he had another phenomenal game Um I don't remember him going off. I'm assuming he played 80 minutes. No, I don't think he did. When he was out there um, for the Yeah, he, and from memory, he was switching from the middle out to an edge. Yeah. Um, he he does goes a out to the of, edge for a rest. He doesn't go yeah. to the bench for a rest. He no, goes to the, uh, <laughs> he goes and plays second row for yeah. a rest. It's unbelievable. But um, he's the type of bloke that'll, you know, he'll run 100 plus meters. He'll make 40 odd tackles. He won't miss any. Uh, he's he, he's a really good player and one that I know we've talked about here and there on the podcast but this series i think is really going to put him on the map in becoming one of those names that um you know casual rugby league fans are, are very familiar with
1: yeah he's gone from a some uh, originally sort of being a carpool rugby league favorite um when we first used to see his name yeah
0: <laughs> uh, welcome back was, you know,
1: welcome back reuben <laughs> yeah um to to being uh you know one of the uh one of the Best performing players of the game. Um well, good on him. Like you like to see a guy like that who just is all about effort, and uh, good to see him rewarded with that uh, with that medal, which um, one of the biggest honors you can receive in in rugby league is to win that to be voted as the best player in state of origin. I mean. That's just amazing uh, for a guy who, you know, you'd have to say he's not anywhere near the most talented footballer, but he's he's certainly up there with the biggest hearts going around uh, underneath the chest. Uh, so well done, Ruben Cotter. Um, I thought the hammer was amazing. Great. Yeah, uh, and, and he did the job again uh, in terms of a great try in, in, in game three. Um You've got to say Coach Slater got it absolutely right with his selections because mm-hmm. there was a lot of uh, talk about where's Dane Gagai, Correct. why isn't he in the centers. Billy Slater went for the hammer, and um, it was uh, like the hammer coming down at an auction uh, and uh, Billy Slates won the big prize with that selection.
0: Yeah. No, it was he was phenomenal. And even in that um, last game, even in, as you said, in a team that got beaten, um, you, you know, I think uh, it, was, it was he that got above Toto for that first try and then um, just before half time, his try with the grubber and, you know, everything he does just it's it's he's a highlight reel, this guy. He is an absolute highlight reel. Uh, I, I think he was amazing and um yeah, and look, you know, throughout the series, uh there were some other really, you know, solid players, obviously. Um, you know, their their halves and their forward pack have done a great yeah. jobs throughout the um throughout the series. Uh one player who did come into this game for Queensland, um I'd probably Describe his performance as safe, but not as flash as a Reese Walsh. Um, that was AJ Brimson. Um, not sure what you thought of his performance. I thought that you know he, um, you know, he was keen, he was involved, but uh, I think this Queensland side, you know, throughout the series with Reese Walsh, there was seen this spark that uh, was a, that a massive loss.
1: Yeah. Massive loss, Reese Walsh. Um, he is a guy who puts fear into the opposition when he's got a uh, ball in hand because he's just so talented. Um, and Brimson's a really good player. I rate him highly. Um, from my vantage point at the game, it is a little bit hard to tell who are the best players because... A fair bit of the time you're not sure who it is unless there's something uh, quite different about them like a you know like a mullet or something or the red hair of of, uh, of the guy from Canberra um, Horsbury yeah thanks um, so otherwise sometimes the players just blend in you um, can't even really see the number um, but uh, yeah AJ Brimson didn't stand out um i'm not going to say he had a poor game, but just he wasn't that presence in the threat that uh, that reese walsh had been in first two games um so that aided the new south wales cause um of course reese walsh uh that game did count as one of his three game suspension yes which is bad news for Rabbitohs fans because he'll line up against them this weekend.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that that just really adds to that clash on Friday night, doesn't it? And that's going to be one of the big clashes we'll talk about. You know, uh, we'll be selling it as Mitchell versus Walsh. Uh, that's a massive one to look forward to Friday night, uh, the Rabbitohs versus the Broncos. We've got a lot of footy um, to get ahead to in the NRL here. Um, Last week, we um, in the NRL, we saw a, a, a round that I think uh, that many, you know, I think many tipsters were pretty confident they'd do well in. But am I right in saying that you got them all right last week, Griffo? Is that
1: you are that correct? correct. Oh. Yeah.
0: and yeah. <laughs> and I think last week on the podcast, uh, everyone tipped. The same except there was one game. I tipped the Sharks.
2: Yeah,
1: you, you went had Sharks.
0: <laughs> and at the yeah,
1: time it, it, it didn't it seem so, so silly, so. but now it seems, <laughs> it seems crazy. Well, but uh, look, yeah. Graham, you're uh, <laughs> you're doing quite well in the tipping this year. You're a long way ahead of me. Um, I've had a rare good week. I had a good week the week before too, and the only thing that stopped me tipping around the there was was the penalty against the Gold Coast. In the last That's game right. when they yeah. uh whoever it was uh, was it dolphins uh dolphins. kicked a field goal oh sorry attempted a field goal uh, and Something got a got penalty penalty yeah. um to actually win the game so um yeah so i'm in decent form but it's uh it's it's too little too late because um listeners know i'm not a great tipster um but uh i was i was happy uh, to tip the round i would have even been happy uh, maybe even happier uh, had I missed on the last game. Um, a game that could have gone either way again, a bit of controversy. Yeah. Same team, the Gold Coast, not receiving a penalty um, when Graham Annesley came out and said they should have got a penalty, yep. which obviously would have won them the game. Uh, but uh, the Paris sort of fired back and said, well, you know, they had footage of. Uh, of Gold Coast uh, getting off their line quickly when they shot at a field goal. So uh, bottom line, Power the two one. points went to the Eels. That's it. Um, yeah. Key two
0: points for them too.
1: Yeah, big. it was. Because if they had lost that game, I think that would have been the end of, for the year with their the draw they've got. Suspensions yeah. happening. Um, yeah. I thought uh, RC Knee was really lucky not to be sent from the field to just, just get the 10 minutes he got off light. I thought at the time, and then he's copped, a quite a whack through the judiciary. Um, mm. didn't help the Titans. I mean, it helped him for 10 minutes, but, um, I dare say that if, if the Eels had to play the rest of that game, a man down, um, we might've been seeing a different result, but, uh, I mean that's that's fish and chip paper. That's they went on to win the game and it, it was just such an important two points. I think it pretty much kills off the Titans chances, um, but keeps the Eels in the race. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and really when you look at the um the ladder now after those results last week, it almost is appearing here as though it's a, a nine horse race with only eight slots up for grabs. Um Panthers, Broncos are on 30. Storm and Raiders are on 28. Uh, so Raiders sitting in fourth position as we um, as we broadcast this. Warriors in fifth on 26. Uh, Sharks also on 26. Then you've got the Eels, Rabbitohs, and Cowboys on 24. Um, the Rabbitohs only in the top eight on foreign and against their Cowboys... Um, just outside the eight in ninth. It's then three points back to the Knights and Seagulls, who are both on 21. Um, Other thing to factor in with both the Knights and Seagulls, both of those teams have had all three buys, whereas the Eels, Rabbitohs, Cowboys all still have a buy left uh, in hand as well. So you'd have to say at the moment... um, you know, Titans, Dolphins, Roosters, Bulldogs, Dragons. I think we're pretty confident in in putting the line through them. The Knights and Seagulls would have to pull something out massive to make up those three points plus a buy. I, I have a feeling, Griffo, we're really looking at these nine teams and I think the story over the next uh well six six weeks really, six or seven weeks that we've got left is going to be um you know, which of those nine teams make up the eight because I think both you and I are going to be pretty confident that the Cowboys will be in there. Uh, yeah, that would mean that they're, you know, we could be looking at the likes of, you know, Parramatta, South Sydney, Cronulla, the Warriors, a lot of pressure on those teams uh, Teams there as well. So uh, I think Grant, for.
1: I'm, I'm bucking the Warriors in for sure. They've got a soft draw uh, for the rest of the year um relative to most teams uh the sharks have got some tough games the eels have got a tough draw uh, the Holes, uh not so much sure about their draw they got some tough games but um they have yeah, their players back on got deck, their players you know? back and yeah. they can beat anyone I mean, I've heard uh markets have been framed about south not losing another game um in the uh in the season proper. I don't know. Um I mean I you know, I don't bet, but I know uh, um I think they they got big hurdle this week to get over. Yeah. Uh, they
0: play Brisbane this week. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's madness, um, isn't it?
1: So I uh yeah, uh apparently after that it's not too bad, I don't think. Have they got to play Parrot again? So South Sydney,
0: uh, no, they've got to play. It's it's not too bad. They've got um, it's just that they've got. We talked about it last week. They've got all these games that are on the road. Effectively, the next five weeks are they're, they're on the road. So they've got Brisbane, yeah. the Tigers, Sharks, Dragons, Knights. Buy in roosters, so I, I, All right, well, I don't think that's too bad a draw, really. It's yeah, I'm gonna say like, like it. I, it. About, I yeah. think I
1: can see why uh, why those guys were talking about framing the market on especially if South they get up this week through undefeated for the rest of the uh, the season. Um, uh, I'm just talking about the 27 rounds, not not the semis there, but yeah, um, yeah. Really, the the only game I think that uh is is sort of fifty fifty is this week. I think they go in as as favourites against all of those other sides and, and in some cases quite heavy favourites.
0: Yeah, rightly so too. Yeah, I think the, the the Sharks game and obviously whenever they play the roosters is a bit tricky but given smash that, the
1: given
0: given that draw um, you'd think
1: they'd They'll be able smash to smash the roosters.
0: They'd be able to get that job done. So it's 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 really um Really intriguing. I think a big game will be for Parramatta. Um, is also going to be this week when they play the Cowboys. Uh, I think that's yeah, going to be massive. Oh, it's, it's a massive game. game. And, and, and they've got and, some uh, other
1: hard games as well.
0: Yeah, well, the week after the storm, uh, and as you and as you've alluded to, and then you know they've still got to play the Broncos and the Panthers. Wow. Um, other games amongst there that you'd. Think that they might get up uh, the Roosters and the Dragons, but you now I'm I'm looking at their draw and also the fact that, as you've mentioned, um, um, Regan Campbell Gillard suspended for for dropping the knees. We saw that on the weekend. Um, I think Para, I think it'd be a massive effort if they make the finals.
1: Yeah, Seibold's up for four weeks as well. Yeah, Dylan Brown still got two more games. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna to be tough. Yeah, and oh.
0: considering too, really, I mean, they just scraped home against the Titans. I were very lucky to get get the win there. They're coming off a, you know, I, I can't really put the Warriors game in that form line there, but um, yeah, they didn't necessarily look like the team so much on the weekend that has been scoring points at will over yeah. the past couple of months. So,
1: if they had a loss last weekend, Graham, I'd be writing them off right yeah. now. Yeah, and, oh. and the
0: thing is, given the next two games they have, um, you know, in a fortnight's time we could really be talking about them uh missing out and Yeah.
1: I think yeah, what it race. does for 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 the teams behind, because we you know, to look at it you think it's a nine horse race. But it does give teams like the Newcastle Knights and although I just don't think Manly's been playing well enough, but, no. um, but, like with seven games to go, they're three behind. Um, if they can, they have to get on a run. They have to put a lot of wins together. Um, I don't think they'll do it because I don't think they're good enough. But you have to give yourself a chance. Um, massive game for Manly against the Sharks this week. Um,
0: fighting for survival
1: yeah it is but I think equally it's as big a game for the Sharks because if they drop this game that that slide uh, uh, it's, mm. uh, it's really going to put their position in, in some serious jeopardy um, especially
0: when you consider that the three teams below the Sharks as I said as well as the Warriors who are above them still yet to have one of their buys now I know it doesn't always work out this way but Effectively, you give two more points to the team below the to the teams that are below the Sharks. Um, they're only just they're only in the eight by four and against them. Like that's yep. where they're sitting, and and considering the Sharks still have to play um, some of those teams that are in that fight. The Sharks still have to play. We mentioned before they have to play um, the Rabbitohs. Yep, they're still got. Well, not going to the, beat them. They're still got to play the Panthers.
1: I don't think Um, they're going to beat them.
0: And they've got to play the Cowboys.
1: I don't think they're beating them. They've
0: got to play the Raiders still. That's
1: 50-50, but uh, I think probably Raiders would be slight favourites in that game.
0: And other than that, they've got games in there, obviously this week against Manly, and amongst that there's a game against the Titans and the Knights. Um, So the Sharks, I think they're... There's no
1: gimmies there. No gimmies.
0: No. So, um, you know, in, in, in thinking about this run home, there's there's plenty to keep your eye on there. Um, so, you know, before we get into, I suppose, what's going on, um, you know, in this week's games, um, let's look, while we're talking about the footy and what's been going on, we might as well see what caught your eye last week, Griffo. Have you got a Griffo's grab for us?
1: I do. Well,
0: we better hit the music because I it's do. time for Griffo's grab. <laughs>
1: I uh, sort of alluded to this earlier in the podcast, um, Isaac Tango, uh, outstanding last week, uh, for the Panthers against the Dolphins. Um, in particular, it was a 69 meter try where, uh, he initially ran around, uh, the big winger, big Valance Tafare, um, who should not have been on the wing he's way too big way too slow he then uh, went uh uh inside uh, with a big step he, he passed the fullback nicarima uh he then literally turned the hammer made him a turn style um uh he went almost 360 degrees the hammer uh, and tango got through him and then uh, he headed towards the line where he bumped off um, uh, Sean O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan came a second time. He went, bumped him off again, and scored uh, one of the great solo tries uh, that we've seen this year, if not the best. Um, that caught my eye in itself. Uh, originally, I was going to go with uh, the Fox with his magnificent uh, effort on the back of the, uh, the back line. And then he, he put the chip over the top, regathered and scored for the Blues. But uh, I couldn't go past Tango. Uh, Tango had two tries, a couple of try assists, multiple uh, tackle breaks, um, line breaks. He is the form player of the NRL right at this moment, uh, Isaac Tango. Um and uh I'm happy about that. Um, they certainly missed him when he was out with a I think it was a sternum injury for three or four weeks but uh, he was in the discussions for origin uh in that center position. Uh, I heard a, an interview I think it was with Brandy uh, before the game saying uh, and there was questioned about tango said yes he was considered uh, they mentioned will Pensini of uh, of Paramount, said, no, we did not consider him. So he was uh, pretty close to getting a start there. Um, and we know Bradman Best did a fabulous job, but uh, again, at, uh, I think he's 21 or 22, Tango, um, and he's expressed uh, a great desire to wear that jersey. Now, I think we'll see him wearing it uh, maybe even next year. Yeah, uh, He ha- does have the ability to play uh, in the back row as well. So he's a versatile player. And uh, he is my... Oh, he grabbed my eye last weekend.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, and, and it's one of those players too that when he came into the side, obviously, it was... Um, it's a difficult position to come into when, you, when you've got a team that's so successful and um, key players have to move on. I mean, it's not that long ago that, you know... Matt Burton's playing centres in this team. Yeah, exactly. it seems, it, it seems like a long time ago, but it wasn't, and uh, he's had to come in and fill some some big shoes, and he's one of those key reasons too that the Panthers haven't been on the slide that a lot of people have been predicting this year. A lot of people predicted, oh, they'll be on the slide. You know, they are another year on, they've lost a few more players. Um, these young guys are going to have to come through, but they haven't skipped a beat, and. Um, yeah, it says a lot about it. We we always talk about the system out there. Um, and look, whether part of the issue was that uh, Tafare was too far out on the on the field. He should be a little bit further in, if you ask us. Oh. Uh, maybe not on the wing, but uh, too far out. <laughs> possibly. I, I,
1: I couldn't <laughs> believe it when uh, when he was there on the wing. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest, big
0: lad. Uh, we were talking big... about him when he first came in. You know.
1: Well, he had a decent of was, was his height. I mean, he, he, he's almost impossible to stop close to the line because yeah. he's such a big human, but he's the massive defensive liability. Mm. And um, I did notice that by the end of the game, they'd actually put the hammer out to the wing and brought him into the centers because uh, they went down his wing. To you know, Penrith fell behind and, and got ahead by going around him. Um, and then uh, in between that and the next try, they'd, they'd swap spots there. But yeah, I, I question whether he's, uh, you know, whether he's a, a first grade footballer at that weight. Um, mm. I, I, I've got a feeling he's going to go the same way as Conrad Hurrell. Um, uh, it's just too big. Like, uh, and and it, it does become a, a liability.
0: And rugby rugby league's one of those games where you've got to have that balance. I mean, there are some sports around the world where uh, y- y- you could be built a certain way and you're only on the field when your team's in attack or defence. But in rugby league, you've got to be able to attack, you've got to be able to defend. Yeah, you know, the highlight yeah. reel might be um, might be full of, uh, you know, receiving great balls and getting over the line nice and close. But uh, it would be interesting to see how he develops his all-around game as we go on. Um and, and this game too, I think what a lot of people forget, um, if you didn't watch this game and you just saw the score, you go, yeah, it's another Panthers win. There was a lot of talking points really around this game because whilst Penrith got out early and I thought, oh, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll be good here. I think that um, second Tungo try was about 15 minutes into the game. Um, there was a bit of a turning point, I think it was around the time of that Coggers simbin. I think... Um, the dolphins there was actually one point there where they would have got where they hit the lead i think it was 14-12 and i'm thinking yeah oh, that geez. was late
1: in the game late yeah. in the game scored a couple when, of tries in a row
0: when the yeah and then the cuz i think they scored in the first half when Cogger went off and then there was those couple of tries not long after half time it was probably with about 20 minutes to go and then um and then we saw a couple of tries then to um to jenkins so it was yeah. good to see Tom Jenkins get over a couple of times. I mean, People need to realise too that um, you know, th- this wasn't the, the Penrith team with all the superstars. I mean, yes, um, you know, there's some big names there and obviously some great players that we're used to seeing in the Penrith colours like your Dylan Edwards, your Jerome Luai, um, you know, Liotta, Fisher-Harris, so on and so forth. But um, oh, Spencer would have been there after being uh, 19th man. Um, the other night. But uh, a lot of uh a lot of players filling in, especially in the back line with the likes of, you yeah. know, Jenkins, Peachy, um, and also to another player that's played a lot of football and um, you know, I don't think he gets mentioned a lot is uh Taruva. He's another player that's has yeah, been, uh, really
1: good, been a,
0: a key part of this squad that probably doesn't get the um, get the chatter because he's not one of those big names that's been a part of the squad for the You know for the for the previous uh incredibly safe under the high ball
1: he just keeps getting targeted um but he he's hardly dropped a a ball all year um but they keep kicking it to him generally because they don't want to kick at the top um but uh has been fantastic guy i want to really give some credit to is is jack Cogger. yeah uh, his kicking game's been fantastic his defence—he saved probably three or four tries in that game last week. Jack Cogger, including uh, holding up—I uh, think it was Big Jared Wallace—at um, one stage in the first half. Uh, he he brought—I can't remember who the player was—but he was uh, sailing ahead for the line and uh, he beaten Edwards and then uh, Coggers come from behind and and uh, cut in cut his legs down. Uh, I was so impressed. Um, with what he's been doing. There was talk that, because uh, he's obviously on the lookout for a contract. He's only uh, yeah, signed yeah. and Penrith this year. Correct. And, and uh, one of the factions that the Tigers wanted him, I think it was, uh, it might have been Scott Fulton, uh, and Benji didn't want him. Benji was wanting uh, Caesar, um so yeah I, look the thing about jack Cogger is he's proved himself now to be a, a legitimate nrl half and there aren't that many of them around Mm-mm. um i do expect he'll find a club i don't know I, I don't know like he's not going to be a marquee signing um but uh he can certainly do a job um and he's proven that over the last five or six weeks
0: Definitely, and I think it would be a good pickup for a club. And and as you said, when you're looking at halves, um, they often talk about not there's not a lot of stock on the market, so to speak. Um, I mean, we know that uh, you know, we've heard a lot about the Brooks situation and things like that. Uh, another player who has uh, been a lot of talk about uh, possibly ending up at the Bulldogs. Um, been seen talking to Gus Gould and so on and so forth. Blake Taff, a lot of talk about him heading over to um to Belmore because you'd imagine he'd be leaving the Rabbitohs. They'd be squeezed with the cap given some of the signings that um that they've got. Uh, we've also got some official signings that have actually happened, and probably the one that made the most news just today as we record this is the West Tigers um, announcing the signing of both Feinu brothers on long-term deals. Um, now, we talked very briefly off-air about this, Griffo, about their impact in the um, the under-19 state of origin. Um, they are great young players, but there has been a bit of chatter as to whether or not four years... Um, you know, for, for young players, whether this is an investment that maybe they've gone in a bit too deep. I don't know what your thoughts are. Is it a case of, we see a lot of promise, you've got to snap them up. Um, sometimes you've got to take a bit of a punt. Uh, the other side of the coin, a lot of people are saying that the Tigers are struggling to attract players, so they're trying to get young blokes in on, on long-term contracts.
1: Yeah, I guess we won't be able to judge that accurately until... You know, a couple of years down the track, but um, I did watch the game, the under 19s game that, that the Blues did very well in. Mm. Um, and those two guys they're very good players. Um, the, the second row, I think it's Sam Weller, he's already played first grade for, for Manley. Um, Latu. For a number of years, has been earmarked as as the next big thing, and Manley had him on a long long term deal. Um, it was something I don't know if it was half a million as a sixteen year old or something crazy. Um, uh, again, the politics of it. Scott Fulton was the uh, recruitment officer there at Manley, and he got the the Latu brothers. I think there's about four or five of them and they're all with Manly, um, including, uh, the one, um, the oldest one who uh, is now playing for the, uh, the silverbacks, um, uh, along with possibly, uh, Jared Hain and one or two others. Um, but, uh, I think it's the only, uh, I don't know. Anyway, the oldest one, he was a hooker, um, and uh he's he's out of action for a few years. Um but it's they're immensely talented. Uh, my slight concern. Manasi, my, Manasi, Manasi, Manasi that's it. So. Manasi,
0: that's it, yeah.
1: Um is the Tigers the best system for them? Mm. I don't know if it's been the best system for anyone. Um but the Tigers needed a half. Um he Fits the bill, uh, and they get a very good, uh, a very good back row slash potential prop. Um, forwards is not really a, a weak point for the Tigers, uh, and outside backs that is, is the areas where they've got some problems. Um, now I think it's a good signing, I don't know the value of it, but uh. Yeah, on what I've seen, these these guys are certainly quality. Um, but again, if if they were going into a system like the Storm or the Panthers or the Rabbitohs, um, you'd think, yeah, this is really going to make these guys. Um, the Tigers, they've struggled. Uh, but what they will have, the Tigers, is a good roster. Um Transferring a good roster into premiership points is something that the coaching staff have to sort out um, because there have been a, a, a bit of disappointment with the roster that they've got to to only mm. have three points this year. Um, there's, we've you know, always had got their roster. Oh, I have, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, we, I, I really talked, I thought. I thought they'd is. be just outside the eight this year. I didn't think they'd make yeah. it. I thought that you know probably win almost as many games as they lose. Well, uh, I was definitely wrong there. But I think that would have been an expectation of their fans, but their coaching staff. Uh, well, they would have expected to make the eight. Um, Tim Sheens, he's got runs on the board as as far as winning premierships and. And whatnot, he's, he's won a number of them at, at Canberra, and then another one with the West Tigers. But his recent record's been abysmal, both in Australia in the NRL, but also uh, in the Super League. So um, yeah, I I don't know. They've got a lot of coaches, and then there was the talk. You know, they were they were going to have talks with Holbrook. Um, it was just a mess. The mm. fact that we know about those potential talks, yeah. also. Uh, now here I am talking about tigers again. I want to yeah,
2: say, We, we, do, we promised there's ourselves that I didn't want the to do. sort of details from Tiger to Town. It. Look, yeah. Uh,
1: well,
0: yeah, We'll move on. There are some other signing news, you know, <laughs> and and this there's signing news obviously throughout the season, but there's been a bit this week. Um, I noticed too, to Jake Granville, one year extension with the club. Um he's uh I think he's got his 200th game this week Jake Grenville so uh, he's been a real key aspect to that team and um, I reckon by the time Run he final issues, winner yeah and 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 also too um he almost turns into the the most versatile player in the the rugby league I reckon he's just about worn every number jersey uh, in a game uh, in yep. his career so um I think uh, he's 34 so. You know, it's um, is that right? Oh, good luck there? to him. Oh, you know, yeah, good on him. Yeah, because he's yeah. uh, yeah. So um, yeah, good on him. Another massive signing in regards to extensions Uh South Sydney this week uh, informed their members that uh, Campbell Graham has signed on to uh, remain at the club for a further three years. So his contract will expire at the end of twenty twenty seven. Uh, so that's massive news for the Rabbitohs. Um, Eli Katoa also extending at the Storm. Um, he's uh, he's out at the moment. He's had uh, surgery on his eye, so he'll be looking at getting on the field very soon. No pun intended there. Um, the other thing too that was um, confirmed, Sean Johnson... Um, he's got his one-year extension with the Warriors next year. So that'll be his 14th season in the NRL. So um, another player who's who's been around for a very it's long time. Been in red-hot form, Johnson. He's been good this year. He's been a massive part of the Warriors' um, resurgence. I think he's been you know, one of his best years for a long time. I feel like another bloke we always talk about when we're talking about moving clubs, contract extensions, I almost feel as though... Matt Lodge joining club for a remainder of year is just something that's, you know, it, it could almost be one of those things on your, you know, when you start typing on your keyboard and it guesses what yep. you're going to say, it it just seems to be over and over again. But um, mainly from what we're hearing, um, Matt Lodge on a train and trial contract for the remainder of the season.
1: Yeah. Um, he's going to have a lot of reunions to attend, isn't
0: he? I'll tell you what, he's... <laughs> That's true, you know, when you when you look at uh you know, the amount of clubs he's played yeah. for and so on and well, so forth. Oh, he's played at more but... clubs
1: than the radiators. But... Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, that's a good one. I'll have to yeah. use that. They're still yeah. doing the rounds, the Rads.
1: <laughs> Some of was telling yeah, me they're playing at two Gabby out. sports clubs shortly. There you yeah. go,
0: get out and see still, the radiators. Still getting at a club near yeah. you, also possibly at a club near you, Lodge, um, so yeah, yeah, other news there obviously um, throughout the week, Ravalawa, and Molo also extending at um, at the Dragons, so plenty happening at the moment, there are still some players obviously off contract um, and, and looking for clubs, so I think that's going to be something that um, we'll have to keep our eye on over the next couple of weeks, um, I'm sure Shano will keep his ear to the ground with his tidbits, Um, one other tidbit I probably wanted to bring up because I think Shane definitely wouldn't have let this one go through to the keeper was, um, today the, uh, there were new inductees in the hall of fame. Not sure if you saw this Griffo, but, um, George Piggins and Ian Heads both, uh, put into the hall of fame. Um, Ian Heads, I think this is only, am I correct in saying he might be the fourth non-player? To be inducted into right. the Hall uh, of fame. I, I
1: heard that they were uh, going in there. Big ceremony today. I, yep. I, I don't know the answer to to that, or I can't confirm. Uh, Ian Head's a, a long time uh, journalist. Um, I think at at one stage he had a lot to do with uh, Rugby League Week, which um, which I was brought up on, um along with Big League. But uh, yeah. Yeah, a very well-respected journalist, and also we—I think—he wrote quite a number of books. How's this, uh, right?
0: Just as you say. Sorry to cut you off, but I've just—I've right. just got a stat here um, that he has authored over forty rugby league biographies and histories, and mm. covering the game yeah, over his five decades. Decade. Yeah, that's wow. massive—forty. So, yeah. really key there, especially in. Um, Yeah, in in a particular area, there. I mean, he's 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 been around for a very long time, Um, and and obviously too, um, we don't really need to um, educate our fans. If you're listening to this podcast, I think you're very well aware of the impact that uh, George Piggins has had on rugby league, and as a Rabbitohs fan, um, I can't put into words the contribution that this man has had. To our club, I think the the easiest way to, to basically say it is that um, I would not be doing this podcast if it wasn't for George Piggins because I don't my team would not exist if yeah. George without George Piggins and um, I can tell you I would not be as involved and interested as um, I am today and I remember marching through the streets that was you know on the rally to get the club back into the um, into the league and obviously we've heard a lot of stories about that and. His key involvement in the fight there, but also too, he's a grand final winner with South Sydney, um, a a successful coach. You know, we've often talked on this uh, podcast about that 1989 team. Um, He was coaching South Sydney through the late eighties and possibly even uh, into the early nineties. So he, he, as a player, as a coach, and then obviously as a, um, you know, I suppose you'd call him an administrator, key figure, so on and so forth. Goes on and on and on. Um, just an absolute, uh, yeah, icon of the game. And um, it was actually good to see, like, a, a court just before we come on tonight. A little bit of NRL three hundred and sixty, where his nephew and Asta was talking about uh, the ceremony today. And um, yeah, it was really good to see the emotion that Braith was showing, uh, and um, just the, the chat he was having about how important he is to to rugby league in South Sydney. So I. Thought it Can might I be worth mentioning those men.
1: He was eighty-seven, was that right? I don't think he's that old. Maybe. Yeah, I, seems... I wouldn't have thought so. But I, I, I was, uh, I was having dinner at the at the pub um, when that story was on, and I sort of, I was getting you know bits and pieces, um, but I thought uh, uh, that's what I heard. But I thought he wouldn't be that old, would he? Um,
0: he's he's seventy-eight.
1: So Seventy-eight. They, okay. Yeah, well, I, I was way. pretty sure I heard him say eighty-seven. So mm. someone's just got the numbers round uh, the wrong way. Um, yeah. I mean, you you are a, you know a rabbit hole, and uh, uh, and I've heard you know Shane O'Toole talk about the the marches uh, previously, and uh, I mean that that wasn't just a, a rugby league story. That was sort of a it was a story, um, and uh, you know maybe one day there'll be a, a movie uh, about. You'd think so, but um, but it was uh, a community um, that said this isn't right, and uh, and it was led by him. Mm. Um, so it's 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 a great a great story. Uh, a great bit of history, um, not just for South Sydney, but, but yeah. for Rugby League and, and, as I said, for for the wider community. Um, so, uh, well done, him. Well done, Ian Heads. Um, just a question, Graham, that you may or may not be able to answer, but um, obviously there was a massive falling out with George and Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe, I was going to say the club, um, yep. Has that been resolved? I know there was a bit of a smoking of the peace pipe and George come to something, whereas, uh, he wasn't going to any Rabbitohs games or anything like that for some time. Yeah. Is that sort of. Is the, is the first there...
0: game that he, um, that he went to was the, uh, was the grand final in 2014. That's, that's sort of the, oh, the okay. famous, the famous right. thing. And so, um, right. uh, Basically, um, yeah, there was a, there was a story before the game that, um, he said he'd go to the game. Um, and I think it was it almost, uh, you know, don't, don't quote me necessarily on this. I'm not off the top of my head. I feel there was a story about him saying something about going to the game. If someone could raise some money for charity. And, um, I I think he was almost tongue in cheek sort of, uh, you know, aiming that at Russell Crowe and home and you know so on and so forth and i think it might have ended up being john singleton said you know here's 100 grand which charity do you want it to let's let's get you to the game and um yeah yeah, george piggins was at the game and obviously that was a um that was you know obviously a big part of of him reconciling i suppose with south sydney and he's been obviously obviously a bit more involved with the club since then so um yeah it's uh it's it it was obviously something where the um the vote to go into private ownership uh wasn't necessarily what he thought south sydney was about but um you'd have to say by the time we we won that grand final that um you know it was it was obviously where the club had to go and even to this day um the best and fairest player in the season at South Sydney at their end-of-season awards at the Red and Green Ball is the George Piggins medal. So if you're the best South Sydney player for the mm-hmm. year, you win the George Piggins medal. So to, to have a history as rich as South Sydney and to have the medal named after you is phenomenal. Um, to be involved in that that golden era of the late 60s, early 70s as a player, then again as a um, as a coach, and then obviously to have the role he had... Yeah. In uh, bringing the club back, and as you said, it's not just um, it wasn't just South fans marching; it was rugby league fans. It was, yeah. um, it it was it was, you know, it was, it, it, was, it was almost like the rugby league version of the the movie The Castle Come to Life. Yeah, wasn't that, it? that's it was, what I was saying. <laughs> it was it
1: was it sort of transcended mm. the sport, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and it okay. was uh, well. Look, you was, know I, I certainly hope um and know I'm not a sales fan but you just want to see things right you know and and him cutting himself off from from the club essentially this wasn't this wasn't right um mm. the the reality is that the club has gone from strength to strength um under the ownership of of russell and Previously, I think it was was Peter Holmes a court? Yeah. Was he the other owner there? Okay. So, um, I mean the the club's a powerhouse now, and and previously it was basically the poorhouse. Uh, so uh, uh, a lot's gone right. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and you, you, you just wish that he's, he gets to enjoy, where the club's at, and and be part of that.
0: And I think that's taken a long time for him. Like I mentioned the grand final there. There was also, um, people might even remember a story the early this year or late last year. Um, I remember seeing on the news, there was a big, um, uh, big story where he was at training at Redfern, um, and there is a part of the club because, um, both he and his wife were having their, um, life memberships in the club reinstated. So, right. um, yeah, they were both given life memberships and, uh. Yeah, so you know, it, it, basically I think it's one of those things where now you know, everyone's at a stage where you know, every the, you know, George Pickers has always celebrated at the club even when um, you know, necessarily he wasn't having as much to do with them and he may not have been agreeing with it, the club's still celebrated, but now I think we're we're seeing that smoking of the peace pipe and it's uh good. It's yeah. really yeah, it it is really good to see. So you know, and you, yeah, I, I often say to people, I say, you look at what he did. I said, I reckon if you had a, um, you know, a politician say, you know, I believe in someone in something, let's see how many people we get marched to the streets. I don't reckon you get that many people. No. So <laughs> no. you know, it's uh, it's it it's it, it's great to see. So um, you know, great for South City, great for George Piggins, well deserved, great for Ian Heads. Uh, it's some really good news today because um, I think he's the they you are know, saying member number 111 of the Hall of Fame. I'd have to double check that but I feel like I heard that today. So, yeah, Hall right. of Fame. Well done. So, I think that's a great bit of news there for um for yeah, for both of those men and well deserved. Good. All right, well, we've got some footy to talk about this week. We might as well get straight into the games. Um, and by straight into the games, I mean uh, <laughs> after the hour that we've talked already. But there's plenty going on in rugby league, and it's great to have a chat about it all. But um, I, I think it's time for us just to get down to, to business and uh, get straight into the two-minute tip, Griffo. And uh, our first game this week, we do have a Thursday night game. Don't be caught out, tipsters, because it's... Um, We have had a few weeks there where we might have to wait until Friday. But this week's first game takes us down to Wollongong Wind Stadium. Uh, We had the Dragons, the 16th place Dragons, taking on the 17th-placed Brest Tigers. Um, So in looking at team news here, uh, Dragons coming off the bye, but we've got Sloan and Little coming back. They had injuries before the bye. Uh, Hunt also would have missed the last game because he was uh, playing Origin. Um, Jack Bird's played a bit of reserve grade and they look like he'll be back on deck this week. Um, So, yeah, and just looking at the update here, I don't think they've got any changes by the looks of things um, as the teams have been updated as we're 24 hours out. Um, Just looking at some changes here, it looks as though... From what was named earlier on the week for the tigers Bole in 15 is going to the reserves and james in number 18 will come into the interchange bench um in other changes naufeluma back on the wing he's back from a shoulder injury uh, laurie is playing number six so there's no will smith de silva's going to get another crack on the bench um and there's still no Luke Brooks, so uh, Brendan Wakem playing in the halves this week. Uh, it's, it's going to be a bit of a tough one to tip, uh, purely for the fact I think a lot of tipsers are going to go, geez, I don't, you know, it's very hard with confidence to, to tip either of these sides. H- how do you see this one here, uh, Griffo? Because there's a lot of pride on the line here with um, both teams trying to get as far off the bottom as they can, if they can.
1: Yeah, it's a hard one to tip. You're right. Um, Tigers haven't been good. Uh, They're outside backs. Individually, they're not bad players, but they just don't seem to know the right option to take, particularly in defense.
0: Yeah, they've a lot of points.
1: They are. You look at that forward pack Utoi Kamanu, Corisau, Clemmer, okay. Papali'i, Bateman, and Bloor. I mean,
0: that's a great pack. That's,
1: that's not a wooden spoon forward pack. that nah. um, obviously, they've got problems in the halves, uh, and their outside backs. While they, they can do some good things, you just can't rely on them to do the right thing to stop tries. Bull has been amazing at fullback. He's, he's good, isn't he? He's a very, very talented player. And I just don't understand how this roster has been... You know, he's only won three games. Um, they're coming up against the Dragons, who... Uh, I mean, they haven't been good either. When uh, I look through that side and, and I don't... You know, nothing... Much really uh, gets me excited. Um, I'm actually going to... Uh, I don't know if I can do this or not. Uh, I'm going to tip the Tigers. It's, I don't know yeah, why. It's because uh, yeah, they're playing got the Dragons. I don't, I don't think they're much better than the Tigers. Both teams um, have
0: been doing poorly and you got to pick one of them. That's, the, yeah. that's really the long and short of it, isn't it?
1: It is. Yeah. Um, The best player on the field is the number seven for the for the dragons but there's been so much he doesn't want to be there like no that's right uh, i'll stick with the tigers i i I can't give you a reason graham (laughs) Uh, i don't don't blame you the other team's not real good (laughs) uh tigers pack i mean it's an impressive set of six there
0: we 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 talked about it and that's what we were saying earlier we talk about their team on paper, but specifically that pack, I mean, remember when we were talking about the signing of Bateman and Papali'i, people will be watching this team, and then you got Stefano, who for all intents and purposes, um, state of origin player, and we all had him earmarked, that, Abbey Korosau would have been playing origin if he wasn't injured. It's it's phenomenal. Like you think back to where... Especially Bateman and Papali... Where they were at their previous clubs... And the form they were in... And what they were able to do... It's just... I don't know... There's just something when you put that Tigers jersey on... I'm, I'm going to keep this fairly simple... Because I don't think I can add anything... More... Other than the fact that the Tigers... Just concede... So many points... Um... I'm I'm gonna put it on the back of the Tigers conceding a lot of points. I'm gonna say Ravalawa might have a few tries in him this week, and purely the difference for me is going to be the fact that they're playing in Wollongong. So look, they're playing in Wollongong. I'll give it to the Dragons. So I'll tip the Dragons there just for a point yeah. of difference. But
1: God one of us is going to be right, Graham. That's you can't have one. a crack
0: at if you if you want to have an argument at the pub over a beer this week because someone tipped. The different team to you in this game. You, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Alright, so now that all the Tigers and Dragons fans have turned off, or well, they want to turned off weeks ago, probably, um, we then go to a very intriguing clash over at Go Media Stadium in Auckland. The Warriors hosting the Raiders. This is fifth versus. Fourth, uh, massive game um, in the, I suppose, you know, when we look at the makeup of the top eight this season and how it's all going to um, pan out for the Warriors. Nikore returns from suspension. Um, Fowers back. Uh, so they'll push Barnett and uh, Tom Ale to the bench. Uh, for the Raiders, Papa Lee, Horsburgh, and Solo all back on deck. So, obviously, um, a couple of injuries there, and Horsburgh being back for, from origin, but, uh, really intriguing clash here. Uh, the Warriors at home, uh, you mentioned earlier, Griffo, that you've been very impressed by them, and we've also mentioned, too, that, uh, Last week, we were, we were touting the Raiders as uh, top four contenders.
1: Yeah, I think uh, both these sides are, uh, you know, with uh, and I, I heard on a, another podcast earlier that I was listening to, um, they, they actually gave the Warriors draw, and they've got a lot of games that you, you're basically giving them the two points. Um, I think they come up against maybe the bottom three sides, They've got to buy in there. Um, mm. Yeah, I think they'll beat the Raiders. Um, I'm not confident, but because the Raiders have, they have they've exceeded my expectations, um, I thought they were on the slippery slide uh, early in the season, but they've uh, they've turned it around to, to the credit of <coughs> Ricky Stewart and his men. Um, they don't win big. Uh, I think their biggest win might be a 10-point victory against... Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago against one of the lesser lights. But they they make a habit now of, of winning. Um, but they were beaten soundly a few weeks ago. When I say a few weeks ago, might have been about four or five. Um, it was Jared Croker's 300th game. Big party in Canberra. Uh, the Warriors came to town and, and to some extent spoiled that party. Um, this is uh, in New Zealand, where they uh, have been filling this, the Gold Media Stadium, and uh, I think they win the Warriors, grand.
0: Yeah, I might even throw it to Shano. We just brought him. Hey, how are Just very quickly, Shano, we've got. Um, yep. Sure. Uh, go, go. No, I was just going to say, we're previewing, this is the second game of the, uh, yeah, the round. Yeah, i heard
2: I heard talking about the uh, Warriors and, and aren't they on fire at the moment. Can I just interject just very
0: quickly because I sure, I, want, I don't want to rob the fans of your thoughts on how the Dragons and Tigers are going because we've already previewed that game and I'd just love to know is it the car- what your logic is for sure one of these teams to win. So very quickly, game of the week, Let's surely. let's rewind a bit. Yeah, okay. it, it's run a. Can you can you pick a winner in this game? Because I'll 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 give you a summary. Um, both Griffo and I were talking about how bad both of them are going. He somehow brought himself to tip the Tigers. I went Dragons just because they're at home.
2: Can you split these teams? I reckon it's the um, toughest one to pick um, this week. I, I I'm a bit um, oh, you, you know me I, I, I meditate I'm into into Zen and that and the whole yin and yang of things um, I couldn't pick between my daughters uh, if someone said who's your favorite daughter because I think they're so great I think both of them are so great it's like this is the opposite like who's the most cra- <laughs> who's the most you know who's the crappiest one to, to pick from. Uh, it's it's just an absolute shambles um both both these both these sides um I've got the dragons for no other reason than I think the tigers we other dragons are at home so if we don't know who to pick I always pick the home side number one I think I think number two the tigers sh- have shown what we have said on this podcast so I think for 18 months that the back room, Boardroom, whatever room of their centre of hope, um, is free. is is just it's just ridiculous, and I think that the, the absolute circus that has ensued this week uh, at Tigerland uh, proves that. If they want to make a documentary that people would actually watch, they should have take what happened there this week. Um, it, it, it's Tigers fans must think it's becoming. Th- it's already farcical for them, but for the for the outsider, it's now becoming farcical what's happening there. And you know, Tim Sheen's basically. Well, we know who the coach is now. Um, in regards to player development and, and all the all the computations, you know, when when Pasco gets them together, they all should look at each other and probably the only common ground. Uh, any of them would find with each other is that maybe he's the one that needs to go. Um, I thought at a rugby league club, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the buck stopped with the head coach. Um, I honestly think that it's time for, if it's going to be Benji, then, then, you know, that's what's got to happen. He's just got to step up and say, look, I'm sorry, this buck stops with me. We're going to make some significant decisions and changes around this. Yeah, I've got the Tigers, uh, the the Dragons, because they're at home. Uh, I didn't know who to pick though. I, oh, I, I found every time I thought of one team's reason for winning, I found that the reason why the other team might have won. Yeah. Um, look for the rugby league fan, this could be eighty all in the extra time. So could be. who knows Grab what's going to happen?
0: Twenty three tries. Who knows? Um, but, is... but
2: I feel for. Both sets of fans here because dragons <laughs> yet again underachieved. Yeah. Like we now we've been there as fans. We've seen our yeah, teams yeah. not do as well as they should, and and we know what it feels like. Um, dragons underachieving, and and I, I never know if this is a word, Griffo. You'd know because you, you're good with this thing. Shambolic. <laughs> I'm not too sure yeah, if that's a word. It's a word, but, but um, but but. Uh, I mean, it chaotic, the, disorganized, or mismanaged, according to the Oxford That's the Tigers. Dictionary. The Tigers are a, sham, yeah. a shambolic in nature. Mm. I've got the Dragons for another no reason. They're at home. Poor game of the week.
0: What about the Warriors at home to the Raiders? Obviously, I think a lot of people would be keen on the Warriors oh, at home. One is, it just, at, is it just a home ground is advantage, or do you think it's a bit more than that?
2: Interestingly enough, um, interestingly enough I actually think it's been there... I think it's been some of their performances away from home, which is which have created some of the starch that have allowed them to play well. Um, you know, I thought when they lost to the South in that that fairly uh, dour affair at home, I thought maybe the wheels will fall off, and and they haven't. They've they come back with fire. They're a different team that the Warriors. I say that with such trepidation because every time, any year we've ever said they're a different team now, they've they've gone back to their old ways. Um, oh, look, I think the Warriors are playing some fantastic football. I think I think at home this week against the Raiders it makes it even better. Uh, they're finding ways to win. That's what makes better football sides. Um, that's taking nothing away from the Raiders. I just look at the I just look at the Warriors team, and I just think they're all firing at the moment, led by led by their halfback and Sean Johnson. Um, their forward pack has also impressed me. The other thing that they've done well is off the bench. Um, I, I just think when I look at the Raiders side, it's not that the Raiders side don't have the people to win Hudson Young, Whitehead, Hordsborough in that back row uh, with White and Fogarty at, at half five eight. I, it just At the moment, they're zigging when they should zag at times. The 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 Raiders and it's it's for no other reason than I'm picking the Warriors at home. I think the Raiders traveling over there. Um, Look, I'm picking the Raiders. Sorry, I'm picking the Warriors because I think the Warriors. I think the Warriors now will cement themselves in the top eight. Um, You know, I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago. regarding some other teams and then in relation to the Warriors, just how easy the back end of their draw is. I think Griffo might have just touched on that when I just joined. Um, but and, and I think they just need to win and I've got the Warriors winning this one.
0: Yeah, the, um, I, I've got the Warriors too. I, I, and not just necessarily, you know, because they're at home or, you know, I, th- I actually think they've been playing a really good footy I think that um, I, I just think there's just something about. We talked about Sean Johnson a little bit earlier on in the um, in the podcast, and just the impact he's had in this team. Yeah. But even there's just something about the the Warriors this year that when the players around them are playing well, other players, you know, lift them. You know, someone who tongue in cheek we've been given a bit to on the podcast over the years is um, D.W.Z. He's had a great year. Oh, so, he's had a great you know, year. Yeah, it's, I, I, he's, I think, um, and also too, the credit to to some of the the players. Scored that a great from, try on the
2: weekend. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw it. Fantastic! Like, he scored wow. 13, 13 tries in his past eight games. Um, and I think also the the try assists. I think, Sean Johnson's try assists, uh, they showed watching the game. They flashed up. A, a stat and I thought, wow, that's when you know Sean Johnson's firing. It's not so much what he does by getting himself over the line, it's the way he gets the people around him over the line. You know, that's yeah. as good a scoring one. Yep. Yeah.
0: Nah, nah, totally. And also to um as I said, those players are laying the platform for them. Um Adam Fanil Blake actually has the most post contact meters in the league. So I thought that's a Pretty interesting stat yeah. to show that it's not just the uh, the flashy blokes doing it, but the big blokes getting the job done. I like the Warriors in this one too, so I'm going to stick with them.
2: <laughs>
0: ah, this is a big one. Um, <laughs> we alluded to it earlier, just how important this <laughs> yeah. is. Glad yeah. to have Shane on board for this one because we're going to see some, uh, some passion in it. But also to really, when we're talking about uh, players returning, I don't know if uh, the listeners have enough time for me to name all the changes. I think officially when the notice went out to members earlier on in the week they said there were ten players returning to the uh to the squad this week uh, for South Sydney. Hmm. So the players that are coming back into the overall squad uh, uh here's the... listen to here, here we go maybe one enough.
2: in there maybe there's one I probably wouldn't have but that's fine.
0: I'm not he's number try. eighteen. Is that the one you're talking about? But anyway, uh, so Cameron Murray, Campbell Graham, Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Hame Sele Jacob Host, Jai Arrow, Keon kalama tungi Latrell Mitchell. There's nine players coming back into the 17. Uh, Jed Cartwright back into the squad. He's at number 18. Probably one of the more interesting things to note, Blake Taff wearing number 14 this week. So if they're 1-17, they're looking at him possibly playing off the bench. Uh, for those wondering, Tane Milne has held his spot on the uh, in the side here at number 5. Um, young Munro. Uh, from what I'm hearing, has an injury, and that's why he's not playing. Yeah. Otherwise, um, uh, he would have most likely held his spot for the Broncos. Um, Reese Walsh back after serving his suspension. We touched on that a little bit earlier. Given the fact that he could serve it during Origin. Uh, you don't want to be a South fan whinging
2: about that. Because nah, you've done that's that fine. Yeah, like, you know, like, you know, uh, <laughs> been the beneficiary of that before. So it's the biggest system, in not the rule, isn't it? So biggest in for
0: mine is um, for the Broncos. Paint Haas, he's back on deck. Um, so you know, a bit of a change there. Obviously, the uh, the Origin shuffle with uh, you know uh, Pat Carrigan back in. Um, there was some talk that uh, Adam Reynolds had a wrist injury coming out of the Dogs game, but he'd fair to have to have his arm amputated to miss this one against his former club. Uh, we're going to go to Griffo first for this one. I'm really interested to, oh, to I'm, hear... I'm happy
1: to let Shano go. Like you said, <laughs> uh, he's got the <laughs> passion... Here we go. I'll
2: set. The, I'll set the time of us. it. But if, just keep we'll going. <laughs> we'll call, call it the hard no, time. No, no, no. Look, look. I tell you now. I, 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 I am somewhat excited. This is the first time in a long time um, we've had this kind of team on the field. If you look through that ten, and I don't need me to dwell on things, but Campbell Graham's been in and out for the last five to six weeks. Cody Walker had a quad injury, which kept him out before Origin. Um Damien Cook through Origin, Hame Selah being injured, Jacob host in uh Jai Arrow uh was was injured through the um hip drop tackle. Colin Matangi has come in for origin but has been out and, and Latrell Mitchell basically <laughs> since Origin 1 Um that's what we're looking at. When you look at South Sydney, um those ins are not just about origin or not just about that they're they're this has been a waxing and waning team for the last six to eight weeks. And to be where they are in the eight, I think probably shows that now that they've got the players back, they've got to make it shine. But look, talking about the the, the, the Broncos just quickly, Reece Walsh are uh, back for them. That's fine. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. That's the way the system works and that's, and that's it. Jesse Arthur's in at wing, uh, with Selwyn Cobo. That's that's some strike power, Farnworth and Staggs in the middle. And um, you know, Adam Reynolds will, will, will kick his team into a fairly good possession, into a fairly good position. Palace and Haas, they play well. Kirk Capewell. um Billy Walters is probably the guy for me, I think, that needs if 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 Broncos want to win this game, we I've just spoken about and Patrick Carrigan, I'm gonna mention him, but I've just mentioned some very, very good players. I think his role in dummy half is going to be absolutely pivotal in this game. If they're going to beat South, he's the guy that actually needs to mind blind. He needs to be the match. Talking about South Sydney, I'm sorry. Uh, South Sydney, um, I think Cody Walker has shown for the last, uh, probably last throughout this season, just where he's at. Um, the guy for me that's got a massive game for South Sydney. You can talk at their team one to seventeen. It's going to be um, Lachlan Ilias. Lachlan Ilias has a myriad of very very good players around him. He's got his crew back. He's got to be the guy that leads his charge, because hot on his heels is a guy in number fourteen, Blake Taft, who who played some sensational football with some very ordinary rugby league players around him. Probably players that weren't. First grade material, and he pulled the back their backside out of the fire a couple of times. For me, it's Lachlan Ilias that just needs to get back to what he knows, controlling the controlling the way things happen, controlling what happens in and around the football, and let Cody Walker do his thing. I've got South Sydney in this one, as you'd imagine. I think people like Latrell Mitchell are up for a big game. Griff,
1: sorry, whatever. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no need to be sorry. Um I was actually just looking at, at, at the games and, and putting some of my tips in and there's a lot of games this week I'm really uh struggling with. This is one of them. Um, a bit torn. Uh, so sales so, so, so go in as as favourites here. Um I'm uh I'm not uh yeah, I I was sort of leaning towards Broncos, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not so sure. Um, this is close to South's best side. Um, there's you know, but for a, a couple of omissions, really, um, this is certainly the best side they've had. Some weeks uh, that lean period, um, they haven't had uh, a lot of these guys certainly not on the field at the same time. Luttrell is massive uh, for them, he's going to be very, very hungry. Um, looking at the Broncos' backs, uh, and the only guy that's missing there is Colts, but yeah. Jesse Arthur's played really well earlier in the year, filling in, so they don't lose much there. Um, it's in the forwards where they're missing a few guys uh, um, with the likes of uh, Ricky and Flegler out Uh, but it's still a pretty handy forward pack with Haas coming back this week along with Carrigan Um, I think probably uh, the Rabbit have got a bit of an edge on the bench Um, while I was thinking Brisbane originally uh, particularly with the game being played and... In, 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 I mean, I'm not going to bang on about that. I did last week. I just think it's a bad mistake by South Sydney um, in in taking this game to the Sunshine Coast because essentially it'll be an away game. Um, there'll be more Broncos fans there than Rabbitohs. Um... Adam Reynolds there I say, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the upset. I'm gonna go Broncos. Um for the fact that then if they were playing in Sydney I wouldn't tip subs. Yep. You know, I'd probably be wrong, but uh, no, there, I, I, that's very good point, Bruce. Shipping it over the, good for point. Me.
0: I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> and I, I know technically if you're you're looking at the odds from the betting agencies, um, it would be an upset, but I don't think uh you consider it an upset these are two teams that uh,
1: favorites
2: on paper mate that's what it is they're favorites on paper i think yeah. it's a,
1: it's a even money for mm-hmm. sure oh, 100% oh, yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I, and a would be very interested very interesting um it's not something that we've seen South sydney do much this year have the uh, have Blake taff there at number 14
1: I'm, I'm, he's been so good for him yeah oh, that's so i'm hoping it's a reward
0: for
2: his He's he's great and form can, and not a
0: add, cover Graham, for just, possibly a fullback that's not ready to go yet. But up, Graham, up, just I on
2: that, I'll can I just can point, I just add yeah. something? I thought at times, especially in the in the in the in the Bulldogs match, I thought he did play that utility back. That almost like I I just have to be everywhere because we don't have the troops on the field, and I'm thinking it's probably that type of um performance which has got him into the 14 that look i'll get the ball at first receiver and just run it takes pressure off a forward takes pressure off any backs around me i play the ball if i make 15 meters less 15 meters someone else doesn't have to make and i felt that opened the game up a little bit i think he probably played the best in having a designated position he probably played the best utility back role he's played in his career
1: are they going to be able to keep him
0: Nah, he'll be with the dogs next year.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's That's it's White and out really. Is that? Oh, pretty <sighs> much. I think so.
0: Yeah, there's uh, um yeah, look, and actually Cartwright's moved on too. He'll be at Newcastle. Um, yeah. Afraid, that do you cap want... space.
2: I, I'll I'll be I'll play a little bit of Devil's Advocate here. Um, I I honestly think White will play six or seven. Really. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Ilya Storm. Oh, I, I I just think that your best your best long long range kicker on the team is going to be in the centres. Don't
1: know about that. I'd be surprised if he if he plays in the halves. Mm. Um, really, so. Yeah. After saying what?
0: I I actually think. Um, I think I that Ilias a... should
1: have been South
2: Sydney's best player in the last three weeks, and that's been far from the case.
0: I, I, I think. Just, I know this is on a side note. I'm tipping <laughs> yeah, South Sydney. Should, should have. I up think. Up think I, I, I think Ilias is a half going forward. I think they'll they'll stick with him. I think he's got some development in his game, and I, yeah, I, I, I just think we've got to stick with him because there's that potential Look, there. It's up and,
2: to him. It's up yeah. to him. He's got. He's now yeah. got every troop yeah. around. The, the going same fans who
0: three weeks, same fans who three he, weeks ago were calling for Dean Hawkins to have a cracker. Pretty quiet at the moment because yeah,
2: he's going he's, into he's going you know, into finals with the troops he needs around him. It's up to him yeah. now to make it work.
0: Yeah, and and for South Sydney too, you know, you got to understand they've put their money there into a young bloke so that they can re-sign some young blokes and get some other key players on board. So it's, yep. uh, it's all about balancing the cap. And obviously for a lot of clubs, uh, the number seven takes up a big slice of the cap. Not so much at our club, but I think this week... Um, I, 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 my time was up a long time ago, but just very briefly, South Sydney have too much to play for and too many quality players back in the team. If this team doesn't win this week, um, then it, their, their, their goals are are unrealistic because this team should be able to and I'm not saying that, you know, that the Broncos they should beat them but what I'm saying is um, they've got to beat some top teams going into the um into the into the finals and if they wanna, you know obviously they've got to make the eight first and a lot of people assume they're there, but if they're gonna be a contender, they've got to be able to beat. Well, teams they're gonna like have this to and, play
2: this mob again.
0: Yeah. I think they probably will have to, yeah, they'll probably have to beat you know Brisbane, Penrith, or the Storm to be any chance through the finals. So um, what better week than this week? And um, I think they'll be buoyed by the fact that they've got. I I I'd, I'd argue this could be their best seventeen, very close to it, or bar maybe. It's, it's very close to it, so uh, I'm I'm going south this week. <laughs> On Saturday, uh, 3pm, this one, not on the Sunshine Coast, but the Gold Coast, Uh, the Titans will be hosting the Roosters, Um, just getting the teams up for this one, fellas, bear with me just to see if there's any changes, Um, of course there's changes, we haven't even really talked about this, Um, Tino. He will miss three games after the um, shoulder charge on Regan Campbell-Gillard. Uh, so, Isaac Liu is going to play prop. Aaron Clark's at lock. Um, they rested Brimson last week, so he's a new addition to the squad as well. Uh, Campbell then to the bench. Uh, Stimson back in after missing a game due to concussion. For the Roosters... Uh, Tedesco didn't play last game, so he'll be back at fullback. So, Joey Manu goes back to the centres. Swalili to the wing. Um, Turpin in at hooker with Smith off the bench. So, this is going to be an interesting one for people to tip here, fellas. Because I'll I'll tell you what, Griffo. (laughs) Once upon a time, you wouldn't think twice about a Roosters-Titans game. But with the form yep. that the Roosters have been in and the struggles they've had this year, and travelling to Queensland, um, it's going to be a tough one for them. But uh, there's a there's a key player missing there for the Titans in Big Tino.
1: Yeah, I I was surprised he didn't uh, challenge that uh, decision. Um, it was only going to cop an extra week, I think. If he, you know went to the judiciary and lost so their season will be over by that time um I thought bit the same way Griff. but yeah. I didn't think there was that much in it
0: No, nah, and um you know, Wallace got off we didn't we didn't touch on that but you know there's uh there's obviously the potential <laughs> to get off
1: uh, uh the, the hang charge on. i'm just going to rewind so you said it was for the shoulder charge Yes. I, I I was the shoulder of, charge on Campbell Gillard. The yeah. raised elbow on on Moses. No, no, it was um, shoulder, but even
0: though no, it was a shoulder charge. So okay. it was a. <laughs> I know I'm sounding a bit old school here. It was you know back in the day. It was a good shot.
1: Um, right, okay. No, I'll take yeah, back what I said because I, was... I was thinking uh, that that thing that happened with Moses where um, Moses won a, a an Academy Award. Um, and got a penalty nah, um, it was, um, when there was, it was nothing in it. Um, no, nah, it was okay. a shot on
0: um, yeah.
1: RCG. But even uh, still, but no, what do we mean, call him now? RC, RC knee. RC, RC, knee. RC knee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, it was worth throwing the dice because Titans I, I really think regardless happy. it was worth the week. You, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, that yeah was my... you only copy, it's only one week extra. If yeah. What do you got to lose, really? I mean, just one week. Like this season will be done. Correct. Um, yeah, uh, I'm actually going to tip him this week, um, not because I have any faith in them. Um, it's because I'm taking. A, I've got nothing to lose. Um, I'm well down. The Roosters should win, but I've said that plenty of times and they've lost. Um
0: <laughs> that every week.
1: Yeah. Well, so this is the
0: week I, they've got to turn around.
1: <laughs> well, this is the week they'll probably win by forty. But uh, uh, I'm 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 just gonna. It was the only one I haven't boxed, or a little circle I haven't colored in. I'm now coloring in the Titans, uh, and uh, that means I have. Oh, I've still got my Joker to play. I don't think I'm going to play it this week because um, there's there's a, a number of games I'm not sure of. Gee, I wish if they had played eight games last week, I would have won it. But uh, anyway, um, so um, Titans for me, uh, they've been so close a few times. I have i thought they actually showed a bit of grit last week uh, against the Eels, but uh, I always had the feeling that, that, that Parra was going to win the game. Um, I just think that their forwards they just lack a little bit of aggression. Um and uh yeah uh titans i'll shut up channel (laughs) please don't i I need to um oh far out like this
2: is another one of those flip the coins for me i just uh, you know those seems you pick and no matter whether whether you pick that when you pick them, they win. They don't win, but when you don't pick them, that these two of those teams for me. So I don't know who to pick. Um If only Tino was playing, um, big Tino was in, my my pick would have looked vastly different. For me, the Roosters are just light years away from from where they should be. Um, they they're just playing. Football that's just so uncharacteristic. You know, we're now at the point where Brandon Smith's, you know, he, he's he's on the interchange bench. We have got Turpin in, Victor Radley in the second row. It's it's I, look, jeez, I don't. Can you, can you can I pick a draw?
1: Um sure. well, Probably not. Well, they've they've been close um, to a draw a few times, Shane. Jesus, I like this is I I. Look,
2: I'm I'm going to pick the Titans at home. I've always said that. If I don't know who to pick, I'm picking the Titans. It's just, you know, like they've just the Roosters are just so uncharacteristic this year, and I just can't set my watch by them. I think at this point in the competition, looking at the ladder and what the Titan where the Titans are at. And what the Titans, what this win could do for the Titans this week. Like, I know they're both on 20, but one's got a hell of a lot better um, for and against. A win this week for the Titans might just, at 22 points, put them in touch, back in touch with that eighth, ninth spot. So that's why I'm picking the Titans. Titans?
0: Mm. Mm. that's it the roosters
2: yeah yeah i i get that i don't know
0: why hey guys hey guys i I know we don't know
2: we always say this i love this uh, on this podcast the minute we say yeah i know we don't over cape betting we know we're going to talk about bets um but
0: who's favorites in this no, Rooster? the,
2: the, roosters the roosters are. But have you ever have you ever seen a competition where the roosters are a hundred and fifty one dollars for the premiership? <laughs> that's like crazy. that's where they're at now. <laughs> isn't that fun? That's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, like they like. But-
0: yeah. Where? Okay. Where are, they, where are they coming? They're fourteenth on the ladder.
2: Are they are fourteenth oh, with a with a four and against? It's just minus know, that's one hundred six. Tri- that's into triple figures now. It's just. Titans it just are goes, above them. I don't know. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. If the Titans win, at least they've got the four and against to do something with it. Like that's that's the only thing I've got to hang my hat on, which is very poor.
1: Oh gosh.
2: It's, yeah, wow. I, I, yep.
0: I'm going to tip them this week. I don't know why. i got to choose someone. I'll blame it on Tino being out. I don't know. I just feel like I tip the Titans and they disappoint me. I do all the, the time. same
2: with the Roosters. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. I mean, how many times have I said, oh, this is the week the Roosters have to turn around? And then I got sick of saying that because then they ended up flogging on down to 14th and I kept feeling as though they'd
2: they you know, come back and sneak in second the eight, but that won't happen. You know what the problem with the Roosters is? The Roosters can't score points this year. They just cannot, they cannot score points. Mm. Their four column is what, the second worst? They've got the second worst attack in the league. Is that, is that, uh, I've, yeah, I've got team, that right, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, the only team worse than them, and it's only by. is
2: the Tigers, by by a handful. Nine by points. Nine, sorry. 11 or 9? Nine. Uh, 9. No. Tigers scored two yeah. more tries than them this week and the Roosters had the worst that's, that. That's where they're at. And you know what I think it is as well? That The Roosters heavily rely on their wingers making 15 metres a run getting out of their own end, plus Tedesco. Well,
0: shit, mate. And I that, that
2: takes the pressure off the Fords by the third tackle, the Fords... I've always said I thought that the Roosters Ford pack isn't as good as what it appears. It's actually their backs which make them look better when you look at the meterage. They're not making those meters anymore, so the Fords have to work harder. The Fords aren't making the meters. They're just not getting into attacking positions. I. Yeah, I... Well, look... Some tough games to pick this week. Look, do, are we awesome. upset... Are we upset that the fact that they're 14? Jiggity, no. jiggity. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. But you would never have picked it. Not in a million years. Griffo, well. can I ask you for a i got a minor premiers, I think. on Yeah, Griffo, can I ask you for a favour? Can I ask you for a favour? At the end of the year, when you look through and, and look at everyone's um, top A... Yeah. Can you like uh, tell us how many people we have in our tipping comp, and then tell us how many people had the roosters coming first?
1: No, I could tell you a lot the, of them. Actually. And I tell you right now, here.
2: that's that's where we're at with this team. That. that,
1: that it's, okay. it's Shane. O oh, you had him first. Yeah. Uh, you you, I did.
0: I had him. Oh, oh, was I was it. The, no, I had him. I actually had
2: um, from I'm memory. By this team. Like you know, I, I'm not unhappy that they're they're floundering, but I'm just bewildered by where they're at.
0: Yeah, it's um...
2: yeah, but
0: you yeah. Know, no one saw it coming. I think that's a, that's a tough. That's bit. it. That's a... No, yeah, who knows? But yeah, I think I had him. Them... I had a minor premiers. I think I had Tedesco as the Dalli M. I had, oh, you know, I I actually thought they'd be the team to beat this year, them and the Panthers. I think I had them and the Panthers. Um,
2: mm. Yeah, I've been
0: a bit quiet about having Manly in my top eight as well. I haven't reminded you guys of that, unlike that year when I was the only <laughs> one that had them and I told you guys everything. <laughs> uh, it's, uh,
1: well, it's about just under 50% of people. Wow. There's a lot of people don't. They never send me that stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know. There were six yeah. people who had roosters at number one. Yeah, see, that's um, was, I uh, think a that, that would be half I, of the people. I reckon who... that would
2: be representative of everyone if they picked the top eight. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, anyway, anyway, Storm Knights. <laughs> I'll give him. I'll give him a crack this week. Storm Knights. It'll be a stormy night in uh, Newcastle Saturday evening. Um, Knights hosting Melbourne. 5.30 kickoff here. Uh, team news, Dan Gago expected to return from injury. Um, so he'll come in for Tuala. This is the only change. Now the last game, obviously they, uh, they played was that game against the Tigers. Um, for the Storm, um, they got the same seventeen that beat the Roosters last week. Probably worth mentioning for Storm fans listening that Seve um, is in the reserves. Uh, he played Queensland Cup last week after coming back from a jaw injury. But they seem like quite a settled team at the moment. Uh, Griffo, the Melbourne Storm, they're well entrenched in the um, the top eight. They're currently sitting in third. They're up there with the contenders for the competition, and um, when you look at uh, where they're at at the moment and their their recent form, um, obviously they had the buy, and there was that uh, game. I know you would have looked at very closely when they went down to to the Panthers at Marvel Stadium there, but um,
1: yeah, it's,
0: it's it's an interesting one. The Storm here, because obviously a lot of people are going to, to be backing them, but they've they've gone in waves a little bit this year.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I didn't really think they'd be up as a loftier position at this stage of the year as they are on the ladder. Uh, I thought they'd make the eight, but they'd be in the, uh, you know, around the six, seven, eight. Um, so they haven't done too bad. They've, they've had some bad games, but uh, like the Storm do, they, they win more games than they lose. I uh, I thought about tipping Newcastle, going uh, again for a bit of an upset, but I think I ended up sticking with Melbourne, um, simply because these are the sorts of games they don't lose very often. Um, they generally get the job done when you expect them to. Uh, they've got some very talented players in their team, uh, principally... Cameron Monster, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant, Big Nelson. Um, I think those guys will get him home. I've been impressed with what Newcastle's been doing in the last few games. Kalen Ponga has returned to, uh, to his best form, and um, he's been outstanding in, in some of their games. Um, so he's going to cause some problems for the Storm. But uh, I think they'll be able to weather that, and uh, I think they'll get over Newcastle. Uh, probably not in a in a with a big margin. I think Newcastle will be in the game, but I just think those. Uh, while Newcastle do have a very classy fullback, uh, I just think uh, the Storm might just well. They'll probably be able to defend better against him than what some of the teams have played in recent weeks will. Uh, so Storm for me, Shane.
2: Yep, I got a lot of Storm. Uh, pretty much mirroring everything you said, Griffo. Um, I thought that the that the um, Newcastle Knights have actually played some really good football of late. Um, I think they're gelling a bit. If there's a week where I think at home that the Newcastle Knights can go, let's put it on, it's this week. Storm are just doing everything they need to do. They're winning games they should win. We talk about the lack of venom in the Storm, That. That has that has come to haunt them at times this year. It won't do it this week, I don't think. it would take it would take a fairly monumental performance from the Newcastle Knights. one that they're capable of, but it would take a fairly monumental um performance for them to get over. Um, the storm I, I just I just look at the storm's forward pack at times and just think, you know, it's it's something you can set your watch by, but um, I'm picking the storm. By no means am I picking them with uh, with any level of hundred uh, percent certainty, but definitely I think this is the week. If the Knights want to put one on at home, this is the week to do it, Gray.
0: Yeah, I like the storm in this one too. Um, I just I know we've seen some. Um some good performances from the Knights but I feel like they come out of nowhere when we see them. Um, I think we're obviously focusing a lot on that massive win they had against a, a, a poor Bulldogs side and then they had that win last week um, against the Tigers. Uh, you know, they they haven't been awful this year, the Knights, but they 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 haven't really been consistent enough to, to, to give me hope against a top quality side like the Storm. I I actually consider the Storm one of the contenders for this competition, and I think um, these are the games that those those teams who are contenders for the Premiership with only you know six or so weeks left. Uh, these are the the teams they they really put to the sword. So I'm pretty confident in this one. I think the Storm are going to have a good day out and it uh, won't be good for the nights not sure if I'm game enough to make that one my uh, my margin for the week
1: uh, yeah, I've got my, my margin sorted this week yeah yeah I feel like you there's might a be... there's a stand yeah,
0: I think you might be uh I think you might be in uh, attendance for that game I'll just put it that way um next game though absolute Belter and a massive one in regard to the top eight implications. These are two teams that are fighting it out for a top eight spot. We've got the Cowboys taking on the Eels. This one will be in Townsville, 7.35 p.m. Saturday evening. For the Cowboys, um, they've got the same 17 that played against Manly. Um, Ruben Cotter starting Greenville off the bench. Um, We're hearing that the balloon will be back next week. Not this week, but next week. So something to keep an eye on. So, um, yeah, stock up on your helium and blow up your balloons for the next week. Party time next week. It may well be. Now, there's no... Well, it could well be party time for Regan Campbell-Gillard. He won't have anything else to do for the next month. Um, Four games he was given. uh, So massive blow for the Parramatta Eels. um, RC... G, as uh, he's been known for a long time, RC Knee, as we've been calling him tonight, will be missing uh, four weeks, Um, so yeah, um, that's probably the biggest news, Mick Sivo He's in the team
1: here. Um, yeah, he's listed, but he, he, he won't now, take... Yeah, that's what I'm just looking at here now. <laughs> they know, named that side uh, before the judiciary hearing last night.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, is, yeah. is it four games he's also looking at? Yeah, I think four games, Given yeah. the... Because um, his was a, a high tackle. and I think he was looking to get a Shoulder. downgrade and, and failed. So, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Anyway. I think it was a shoulder charge as well, great. Or shoulder... Okay. Yeah. Not shoulder charge, yeah. but a shoulder contact with the head. Yeah. Um, apparently, he had... eye contact, yeah. Um, he had, like, three grade ones yeah, or something.
2: Yeah, he, he, had, he had prize. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Bit of form. So, um, yeah. So, Regan Campbell-Gillard and um, Mika Sivo, they've, they've got a month to get ready. And hopefully, para, para fans will be hoping they'll be playing finals. And one step towards that would be defeating the Cowboys. Um huge game this one. Really the winner um puts the puts their hand up for 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 a top eight spot, you know, and, and you you alluded to it earlier, Griffo. Um you, you're almost, we're almost willing to 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 possibly put a pencil line through Parramatta if they uh if they lose this one.
1: Um uh, I I I wouldn't do that just yet. I did say if they had a loss last week, yeah, um, against the Gold Coast, because uh, I I don't really expect them to win this game. Um, I'm, I'm obviously I'm tipping the Cowboys, uh, who are the form team of the competition. Um, they haven't lost for some time, the Cowboys, uh, and this is an understrength Eels. Without uh, no, I know they've been without uh, Dougie Brown for a while, but he's got uh, he's still missing this week and next week, and uh, add to that, Sivo, and more importantly, knee and they're they're down on strength. Um, they'll they'll give it a crack, but I just think uh, the Cowboys' attack will pull them apart, and. Uh, um, I do think Powell scores some points, but uh, I just think the Cowboys, with Scott Drinkwater in the form he's in, uh, along with the real, the other guy, Dearden, who, who's really impressed me. Uh, it's a solid, actually it's not solid forward pack, it's a strong forward pack, um, even without the balloon. When you've got the likes of uh, Griffin Neim Tal Malolo, and uh, Young, Finnicar Fuiaki, who who is a powerhouse um coming off the bench uh along with the uh Jake Granville who can as you said earlier basically covers any position strong side with a very, very strong bench. Uh Cowboys for me, Shana. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I'm I'm not uh going to add or detract anything from that Griffo. I've got the Cowboys too. I just think the Cowboys are just they're playing some... Yeah. Now, we can talk about the football that they're playing and what they're doing and, and everything that's happening in rugby league for them. They're, they're, they're doing all the little things right at the moment. Um, I, I just think that for them, it's, it's, it's a home game. They're on the same amount of wins. I just think without the players that have been suspended for the Eels... The venom in the eels is gone, um not so electric anymore, so to speak um I think for the I think the cowboys do have the complement of players they are poised to 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 make an entrance into the eight if they win basically um yeah the winner of this game leaps you know um either you know one gets ahead or one leapfrogs. um. Either way, one's left on 24 and the other's left on 26. And I think it'd be 26 points for the Cowboys this week.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I like the Cowboys. I think Parramatta are in a bit of strife. And um, if it sounds like I'm focusing on something else, it's because I've, uh, I thought it'd be a bit of fun. I'm just punching through that ladder predictor thing that the NRL website's got. I'm trying to find um, you know, situations where... Boys, Parramatta can I, can get I, done I, this week, yeah, and they, can you, you can look, I, they'll they'll have to beat a massive
2: team to make the finals. If they don't win this week, they'll have no, to. Beat. Very, sorry, great. I was just going to say, I just want to ask you boys a question. Um, watching the game last week, you sort of saw things unravel for the Eels, and they beat the Titans. Like, granted, they should have beaten the Titans from where they're at. I thought I had that team sort of beating the Titans well. When the judiciary came out and and did their things, was I the only one that thought that season over for them? When you take these players out of that team, on top of what Brown has missed and will miss, I think we're at the point where it's season done. I think... That's what I thought. The minute I I saw the paper... I I think it was... I think even with their players, it was going to be hard. Um, I I, I thought they were building something nicely, like, you know, like, Moses out at Origin. Okay, you can sort of, you know, they've, they've had some... This is the time where good teams build now to finals. Regardless of where you're at, they build, they get in the eight, the eight's a new competition. I just looked at them last week and... I saw it all unravel. Sadly for, for Eels fans, you know, but I just I just think it's all unraveling.
0: Yeah, I think they're the team that misses out on the eight. I really do. Um and I mean I know that's obviously this week I'm just going off what we've got this week, but I think the Cowboys are actually hitting for I actually think they're a very dangerous football team and I think that um Parramatta need to be very careful because if they I think they're going to get dominated in the forwards and I think that's just going to open up a lot of space for the likes of Scott Drinkwater like you guys said before. So I'm I'm tipping the Cowboys here but I'm just looking at you know, as I said if they lose this one Parramatta then have to go down to Melbourne to play Melbourne uh they're then at home to the Dragons which I'd expect them to win but then they've got to
1: go I'll give it I'll give them the Dragons game
0: they're away to Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, no, but then they're away you sure to Brisbane. sure about that? Yeah. It's a bit of a mixed bag because then they're away to Brisbane. They're at home to the Roosters, away to Penrith, and finish with a bye. I have a feeling a lot of Parramatta... I, I think the Parramatta team are going to be sitting back on their bye week, watching all the other games, hoping results go their way. But uh, I agree. And that's being optimistic because if they don't beat... Either Penrith, Melbourne, or the Broncos. Then this week's obviously crucial. They win this week, they're giving themselves a fair crack. So I think it's crucial for them. Um, yeah, they can still make the eight if they lose this week. But I think it's going to be pushing uh, pushing it uphill if they uh, yeah. if they don't. I, and I I think it's a tough road trip in Townsville.
1: I think it's very very hard road for them. Um, I think they could be a casualty of the unfairness of the draw, where they are one of these teams who plays all the top sides twice,
2: Yep. and yep. uh
1: don't get too many games against the the rubbish teams. Um, I do feel for them in the, in that respect. That uh, I I do believe they're a top eight quality side. Um but i think they're going to you know they're at a big risk of missing out um they're going to have to win games they're not expected to win to make the top 8
0: yeah yeah and they're going to they're going to likely you know there's a possibility of missing the top 8 and within the season beating penrith and south like it's just yep. it just shows how tough that that run has been but um I think this week's a really tough ask for them to go up there and beat North Queensland, so I'm I'm sticking with the Cowboys in, um, in that one. Now, our next game, I have just a bit of an inkling, got a bit of a feeling this could be the game you're alluding to that possibly could get a run as the biggest margin of the week. We've got the Penrith Panthers taking on the Bulldogs Sunday afternoon at Penrith. Um... Nathan Cleary back at halfback, Crichton, Ta'o Martin, Yo back on deck. They were rested uh, following the Origin week and the that Dolphins game last week. Um, Flanagan in for Sexton, the sex bomb this week. He's got a head knock. Um, so yeah, there's 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 a big change there. I've also noticed that uh, number 23 this week for the uh, the Bulldogs is Viliami Kickow. Wouldn't that be a big surprise inclusion for him to come back to Penrith? Um, Josh Adokar, we know, also had that hamstring injury in origin. He's in the reserve so you wouldn't expect Kickow or Adokar to play there, but um, hopefully not too far away for Bulldogs yeah. fans, but really we've got a team here that's um, we have got the benchmark of the rugby league coming up against a team that's that's really struggled uh, throughout this season, and um, you, you'd imagine that uh, that the, the Panthers would be looking to uh, to consolidate their position at the top of the ladder this week.
1: I, I do think they'll win. Um, I do expect kick out to play, but but not to the Fox um, with a hamstring injury. Um, Either way I still think Penrith win. Um the Bulldogs, uh it's been a tough season for them. They were expected certainly to, to do better this year. Um they've won six games, which is you know, not great. Uh they they've had a lot of injury problems and to a lesser well, not so many suspensions, but it's mainly been injuries to to something like, basically, Al's been out for most of the year. Uh, they've had a, their prop, uh, the Englishman Thompson. I don't think he's played at all this year. Um, I might be wrong on that, but if he did, it was only one or two games. Um, so it's been tough. Uh, but again, the expectations were were certainly that they were going to um, challenge for for the eight. Um, and, and they haven't done that. Um, they've had a few wins to, to celebrate. Uh, they beat the Rabbit Hills a few weeks ago, but that was essentially because the Rabbit played a, 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 were forced to play a reserve grade team, basically. Um, but it's two points. Um, unfortunately for the Bulldogs, they're not taking on the Panthers reserve grade team. It, it, this is the proper side, and um. I don't know that too many people will be tipping against Penrith this week. Uh, I will be sticking with the home team. And uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, uh, how Cleary goes. He's been out for a while. Uh, as mentioned, Jack Cogger was outstanding um, in his absence. Uh, and Cleary comes back fresh. Uh, they gave him the extra week just to be sure that the hamstring would be right. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Um, I'm also looking forward to perhaps seeing a little bit more of Sony Luke. He only got very small minutes last week, but he was crucial in the victory when uh, you know they got behind, and, and he um, he got things going out a dummy half and for both of those two tries it wasn't just a pass uh you know there was a bit of deception beforehand before he passed so he's uh he's someone that could really carve up against uh, a team that's not renowned for their defense shane
2: well wow (laughs) what do you say about this one um you know i only wish it was at belmore because, you know, like bloodbath at Belmore, a uh, bloodbath at Bluebet, maybe. Um, look, Panthers have got this in the bag, in my opinion. Um, it, it, I think this is the win that's going to propel them into the minor premiership uh, yet again. I think they're just going to get so far ahead on for and against. Um, I think it's a stroke of genius to bring Cleary back this week. You might think, oh, what do you want about? Um, you know, I, I think I think moving forward, um, Penrith play the Sharks next week and then it's the storm the week after, if I'm not mistaken, when I was looking at this game moving forward, I think to to ease his way into into this type of game, I think is is brilliant. A lot of people have been saying, why play him this week? I, I just think he just needs a game under his belt and why not do it this week. I, I think it's I think it's 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 fine. Um, the bulldog situation at times gets inflated by their opposition and the players. The opposition doesn't have this opposition has everyone, everyone, and it's going to be on fire. We've seen some insane numbers this year. There's a part of me that says that this could be off the chart. Um, no surprise this will be my joker and the thief this week. I, I, I just I just look at this Penrith side and and this is a this is a top four number one team vying for a three versing versing a team that's 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 really struggling. Graham.
0: Yeah, it's simple as that for me. You got a team that's flying like the Panthers. Um, they, yeah, and, and the Panthers
2: have their players. Is that back the two-second tip, growing?
0: The two-second tip, yeah. Story <laughs> of my life. Um, the uh, the the Panthers, even when they don't have their players on deck, they're they're playing well. We've I've, I've talked a lot about them through this Origin period, where you know other clubs have really struggled and. You know there have been a lot of players out and this and that and the other whereas Penrith show up with whoever they've got available and get the job done and they do it really well this week they've got so many stars back on deck and they're at home and they're coming up against a team who against middle of the road teams can rock up, have a bad day and get done by 60 this could be anything this could be an absolute bloodbath I think in our tipping comps where we've got margins, I, I'm going to have to go with the Panthers this week. I like to have a point of difference most weeks, but I feel like I'll get left behind if I don't go with the Panthers this week. They'll win and they'll win well. Be a, this has the potential to be a, an absolute bloodbath. Um, Panthers for mine. Final game of the round is uh, yet another one that's got some um, top eight implications. The Sharks. Looking to survive in the top eight, they were well entrenched in the top eight only a few weeks ago, it seems. But uh, now they uh, they're, they're fighting to stay in the eight, and uh, the Seagulls are fighting to keep their their season alive. Um, Teague Wilton he's out with a knee injury. Um Finucane is back uh, in the side. Kind of Tracy back in the side. Um, Trindle at 58 so you got Trindle and Hines as the uh, the um the halves combination for this one. Um I'm just having a look at the Seagull side. Yes, we do officially have Matt Lodge in the team. We talked a bit about him earlier on. Um so he's yeah. got that training yeah. trial contract. Yeah. Um played uh, obviously in uh, reserve grade the other day. Um but yeah, it's really uh, the the story of this one I think here here Griffo is a team team trying to survive in the in the top eight. Um and uh this is a team that many feel in the uh in the current eight are on the slide in the
1: Sharks. Yeah. Um I might have to check my tips, but I think I went manly. Um mm. for a bit yeah. of an upset. Um oh, I might change, I might, you know do something about that because this is uh this is in the the sharks wheelhouse this is a team outside the 8 and, and they normally beat teams outside the 8 so i'm i'm thinking i might go back yeah. into my tips and adjust um simply for that fact that uh when they are at home uh Man Leaf, they can win it but you just are hard to uh have confidence in um because they do sometimes put in a very good performance. But uh, I'm just thinking they, they are outside the eight. These are the sorts of teams that the Sharks feed on. Um, and I, I think uh, I think the changes they've made this week are, are good. Um, I think their defense will be stronger with uh, Trindle coming in at six. but Moylan's had a few issues uh, in recent weeks. Um. So I I actually think they look a stronger side. The Sharks. Uh Connor Tracy. i have not understood why he doesn't get more uh, time in first grade. Uh, well, he's, he's into the centres, uh, which is uh, I think it would be a good thing for them. They've still got the, the the ability to use Talakai. I think we'll probably see Talakai used as a back rower. Rather than uh, out wide, but obviously if there's an injury, it can it can cover that? So uh, it's a strong sharks side, um, and, and I'm I'm actually going to tip them, and I will need to adjust my tips. But I, I don't just I just don't have faith in Manly that um, they might win, but uh, more than likely, I think the home team will get the victory. Shane. I'll
2: yeah, Manly's like. How's Manly's that? The like, timing, perfect what a pro. Manly's like that drunk uncle who you sort of put faith in at one stage, not to make an ass of himself at the family gathering, but guaranteed to do so. And that's what they're like this year. I got. I'm with you, Griff. I have got no faith in Manly. I just can't put. I can't set my watch by them. Um, they're a tough nut to crack regarding picks. Can I just tell you why I think the Sharks are going to win? The Sharks not only are going to win, but they have to win. The Sharks run The Sharks run goes a bit like this. They've got this week at home. Next week, they're away to the Panthers. The week after, they're away to South Sydney. Then they're at home to the Titans, and then they're away to the Cowboys. They That's lose this week. Run. They are in all sorts they're 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 in poo up to their eyeballs if they let manly run over them this week if they're going to be real contenders and that's why that's why i'm putting my faith in them i think with the when you look at their position on the ladder when you look at their and against i think they're in a prime position to finish in this top eight this is what they've got to do i can't set my watch by manly I, i i really can't see anywhere on the field um, where they might win, um, given the changes that the sharks have made. I think that I think that Manly are a struggling mob and somewhat of a sinking ship. Um, they've, they've been injuries smashed, which is fair to say, but they tend to be like that every year. I'm looking for a big one from Trindle. And Hines uh, with Tracy in the centres and their fords, Cafusi, Braley, Rudolph, Nicorina, and uh, Nicora, sorry, to do everything that they need to do along with uh, Dalfanook and their captain who is brilliant. Playing against Jake Dubrovich, Sharks for me.
0: Yeah, I'm going Sharks as well. But, uh, you know, I said that last week too, and it cost me. <laughs> <laughs> cost me dearly. Um, yes. this week, yeah, yes. but they're coming up a bit against yeah, a bit of a different team this week. Um,
2: yeah, four uh, to twelve last week too.
0: Yeah, they leaked some points, didn't they? Um, I'm I'm just hoping that they, yeah, like you guys said, that they they flick a switch a bit. I've been a bit disappointed. Um in Manly, especially away from home. I don't think they've got a good record away from home this, week, uh, this, this year. I think they've only won one or two games. Um, and this, is, uh, this isn't this is tongue-in-cheek, but people will love this. Manly are currently outside of the top eight, which means the Sharks will beat them. So that's usually the, the well, way with the show. That's the way. It they is beat teams the moment, outside of the eight. They lose to teams you
2: know, in the eight. That,
1: that's why I changed my tip green. Yeah. Yeah. So I just you go got up against. And, you know uh, what, though, Griff? You,
2: there, there is. You know, like if either of these was your clock on the wall, they'd be running out of time all, all the time. Like that's, you just don't know. Like I, I went to see. I was going Seagulls, pretty much Sunday night. I looked at the games ahead, thought Eagles. And it was probably only that the Sharks made some enterprising changes. I thought, yeah, okay, well, if they're serious, they're going to have to win. Sharks have only
0: lost one game against the team that currently sits outside the eight. So they're nine from ten playing against teams that are currently outside the top eight. And I think that loss they had was against the Dolphins early run in the year. So there is something here. We say it we, we say it tongue in cheek but there is something to that stat. The Sharks can tend I, can to just, be able to beat the teams below them but not the teams
2: within the eight can, and above. Can them. I so, just can yeah. I just tell you something which I think got me a bit worried about the inflation of where the Sharks are at. If we look at the Sharks before last week, um they they got they got pumped by by the storm. So in round twenty fifteen, they got pumped by the storm. They then smashed the dogs, right? They then they then had the buy. They then smashed the dragons, and they then smashed the tigers. It's like there's a part of me. There's a part of me that says this stuff is slightly inflated. Then they got pumped against the warriors. Yeah. It just I don't, I don't like, think
0: you were on earlier too when we also mentioned that they're on twenty-six in sixth. The Eels, Rabbitohs, and yeah uh, Cowboys yeah. are sitting behind them on twenty-four have had two buys, but they've had three. So if you give them their oh, two points for a I buy, know, yeah, they're 100%. equal points with the and, sharks. And you
2: look at their four and against yeah. their four and against their last their last three weeks, they've either had a buy, Bulldogs. They've either had to buy bulldogs, dragons, or tigers, whilst being able to field their a, a top side.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, no, I think um, I think this. Sh- yeah. It uh, could come to where... could come to them or or para making the eight. With that no. analysis.
2: <laughs> yeah. Probably more down to draw, like Griffo said, more down to draw than, than what's
0: been ahead. Mm, yeah. They're going to have and, to beat and, some teams within the eight. Well, they're going to well, have to start well, beating like some I teams within the eight, I, like Penrith, South, Cowboys and Raiders.
2: Yeah. Well, I think we I think we I mentioned a couple of those. I think we mentioned that. That's why I mentioned that, you know, when you look ahead, they've got the... They've got, what, um... Panthers South's Panthers South Titans, Panthers South Titans, oh, um, Cowboys is their next four, yeah, and then the Knights away, so you know, then Canberra, yeah, for the last round, same, so,
0: so yeah, it's bit a. Few, few games against uh, top eight teams this one this week isn't against the top eight team so I'll I'll tip them this week so we'll, uh, we'll go Sharks to, to to keep things spicy in the race for the top eight all right um, we're almost done there might be worth uh, having a quick mention here fellas we mentioned at the top of the show um, just want to talk very briefly about NRLW. Uh, we've got some yep. Um, yep. NRLW matches, obviously, um, obviously, starting this week. Uh, yep. We've got some new teams in the competition. Uh, but basically, just to give people a rundown, there'll be three games Saturday. So we've got the Titans taking on the Cowboys in the season opener. Knights and Dragons uh playing Saturday afternoon in Newcastle and then um Saturday evening Broncos taking on the Roosters then on Sunday Para hosting the Tigers and the Sharks hosting the Raiders so uh fair bit to look forward to this week in the NRL um uh W Griffo um just just wondering what you're looking forward to any players to look yeah. out for and uh what do you um, think Might catch your eye. who we could even get an NRLW Griffo's grab next week, depending on yeah, the, anything's possible. Um,
1: yeah, four new teams. I, I don't, I don't know if that was too many. Um, I do have a concern about the uh, because I, last year it was really good competition. Um, I, I don't want to see the dilution of of the competition um but i guess you know after a couple of weeks we, we'll see that more games more teams uh that's that's a good thing uh, my only question is is whether going from six to, to ten is a, is too big a step um, but we'll, we'll find out the teams are almost unrecognizable from from last yeah. year for some team, t- particularly the Dragons. Yeah. They've hardly, you know, they might have two or three players at most who were who were there last year. Um, uh, Broncos have acquired well, by the looks of it. Uh, they've lost some good players They've lost some good ones too. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, th- I think, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I think there's sort of a provision for a uh, marquee player um, in, in the salary cap Um, And the Roosters, I I don't understand how they can field the team that they're fielding, but um, to me, they look like the out-and-out favorites for the competition. Um, Titans, they've got some new players there with Talia, uh, Fui Mayono, and uh, Jamie Chapman, both uh, New South Wales origin players joining uh, up with the Titans um, along with Shaylee Bent as well, the, the girlfriend of David Fafita um, and another Blues player. So uh, there's there's been an influx of Blues into the Blue of the Titans. Um, at looking at it, I think they probably win that game. Um, last year's Premier's, the Knights, they've lost a number of players um, principally, uh, Millie Boyle is gone, but they still have a quite a good side with Tamika Upton, who is arguably the best player in uh, in the competition, along with the multi talented Jesse Southwell. Um, so I think they get over the the Dragons. Sorry, uh, yeah, the Dragons have signed Racine McGregor who I think won the medal last year as the player of the tournament from memory. Um, yeah, but uh, they're nowhere near to me as strong. Um, when I think of Women's Rugby League and I think of the Dragons, I've always thought Kezia Apps. Um, yeah. She's not there. She, I guess she's the marquee player at the Tigers. Um, but uh, So they're a very, very different side... Um, uh, I've got to tip the Knights there. Um, next game, Roosters v. Broncos. Um, Broncos, obviously, they're always strong, um, led by Ali Brigginshaw. But Taryn Aitken, Aiken, I, sh- I should say, not Aitken, she's a, a, a hugely talented 5'8", and she's gone from the Broncos to the Roosters. Mm. Um, and uh, the Broncos have brought in a, a very good player in Gail Broughton uh, from the Eels, who was a, a fullback, but she's in at number six. Um, but uh, great skill, great, yeah, very good player. The, player. player. the other player uh, who's joined the Roosters is Amber Hall, um, mm. who I think used to be a Bronco. And was crucial in uh, in a lot of their success. Um, so they're adding Millie Boyle. They're adding Keeley Davis, the the Blues hooker, who's a very good player. She's come up from the Dragons. Uh, they've got koenig Joseph uh, in there. That's a that's a massive uh, forward pack. Um, and then you've got in their backline, they've got. Isabel Kelly, Jess Sergis in the centres. Corbin Baxter is uh, returning as she's back run. from the from the birth yeah, of a she, child. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I
2: think that's a massive in. I yeah, she was I the, think for this side, when they, was, when they
1: won the comp two years yeah, ago.
2: She she's and, she she hoisted the um she hoisted the trophy. I I yeah, think that you've got the scary to end yeah. end.
1: Like, I, how could anyone
2: beat that side? I, I, that's what I was going to say, Griff. That yeah. that for me is the absolute key player to slot in this side and absolutely stack it is Corbin Baxter. I, I was I was just going to say that. I think that if that's not game roosters for the season, when you look at it, I don't know what is. I, I agree with you.
1: I reckon you could almost put together a combined side from all the other teams in this No, oh, It
2: would struggle still to beat, this, a, team. Struggle to beat, beat this team. It would struggle to beat them.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah um Parra's lost uh some players we mentioned Broughton um penetani's left uh I guess they the player that uh, as well, when I look at their side that comes in as the uh as the uh the key player there um is Elsie Albert who's another former dragon. Um, who she's just a powerhouse. I love watching her play, Um, Elsie Albert. Um, So she comes in, I would imagine, as the marquee signing. But outside of her, I don't know this. uh, They don't look too strong to me. Um, Kennedy Charrington's a good player, but the other lady they lost was Samai Matalfa, who I think was their best player. So I think it's going to be a struggle for Para. Sorry, Graham. any time you want to I uh, know, oh, you're some. all right. Mate. Yeah. No, just, just uh, having a
0: look. I was actually just no, having a look through the teams there for the Tigers and I noticed uh, someone we know there on. Uh, yeah, wearing 18.
1: 18th. Call, yeah. I'm going to call her 18th woman, um, <laughs> uh, Jess Kennedy. Jess Kennedy, um, Kennedy playing 18th. So, uh, yeah. Good luck yeah. to her. Uh, a lovely young lady and uh, just uh, a very, very talented rugby league player. Yeah. Uh, I saw her earlier in the year. She was so excited uh, to get a contract. Um, I said, "What position are you playing?" She says, well, "I'm sort of playing prop." Um, now, now she's not uh, she's not a big girl, um, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, I hope. Uh, well, I'm sure she'll get a run at some stage. Maybe not this week, but. Uh, she'll give it her absolute utmost uh massive heart uh jess I wish her well yeah. tonight Tena- um, she's
2: a tenacious human being and absolutely any yeah absolutely any lesson to take from this tenacity can get you your goals and she is a very tenacious human being
1: i'm gonna say she's like a reuben cotter yeah um fair call. plays a similar sort of position up front or or at lock um Gives away a lot in size, but makes no up. fear in life.
2: Like, remember, she'd, she'd just take anything
1: on board, yeah. So, we you know, wish and that's well. why. That's
2: why, that's why you know, like when someone says, Oh, you're playing prop, she'd be the type of person that would just cart the ball up without yeah. thinking about it.
1: I still don't think it's the best position, but no, but, but, um, she'd, just but do yeah, she'd do it, she'd have a go. She should give it a go. Um, so as far fun, as uh, stars in the Tigers side. Um, Bo Vetti Welsh, who missed last year due to injury, um, uh, she's handy. Kezi Apps is in there, yeah. as I said, I, I'm sure she'd be the uh, the marquee player, must
2: be most capped blues women's player. Um, That's...
1: I was very impressed with Lutu who played in the girls, uh, the ladies, sorry, under 19s last week for the blues. She's a 5'8 with an immense skill set. Um uh she's not listed in the in the run on side but she's listed uh as on the interchange bench. So I, I think you would want uh, her in your seventeen. 17 somewhere. I don't know yeah. if if either of you saw that game. No, nah, you'd want her in your uh, seventeen somewhere, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um but for mine I think uh well I don't think either of these teams are gonna be at the pointy end. Um but you know, I think I probably just lean with Para, um yeah. on the strength of, of, of their front rower, Elsie Albert and uh, Kennedy Charrington. Um, yeah, but uh, a lot of unknowns in both these sides. Um, Sharks, new team against Raiders, new team. Um, really interesting when I looked at this team list earlier, to see that Emma Tonegato is playing at number six. Um, we know her as a, a multi-talented fullback. Uh, they've got young Jada Taylor there from the Roosters, yep. who scored that amazing try in last year's under-19s Origin. Um, so she's filmed the number one. They've also got Tiana Penetani, who, who uh, is a very, very good outside back. Um, she's come across from from the Eels. Um, mentioned Emma Tonegato. Uh Quincy Dodd is a is a good player again. She's an Origin player off the bench for the Blues. Um, probably don't know too much about um, a number of the other players there. Uh, up against the Raiders who who have. Um, Samaima Matalfa as their lock and uh, she came into the second Origin game Um, I couldn't understand why she wasn't in game one, I don't think she was injured apparently but uh, she had a very good game uh, as she always does Um, apart from that, again uh, not too many players I'm overly familiar with Um, they do have Zahara Tamara who's a yeah. Queensland uh, origin player, a uh, good player, Ash Quinlan, um, who I used to see many, many years ago as a uh, an absolute champion touch football. Yeah. Um, my daughter played in a, a rep side uh, with Ash Quinlan um, many years ago, and um, I just sort of marveled at the talent of that young girl as she was she's now uh you know in her late 20s um but uh, she wasn't she was just a gun touch footballer and uh she showed those skills she played with the eels last year yeah she's wearing the seven um, i think
2: this is a really good halves combination it is i, th- yeah. I think this is a really good halves combination and um, I think they could they could do some really good things, the Raiders, if if the Fords give this half combination
1: um, a bit of room to move. Yeah. So, uh, again, with the unknowns, um, uh, I'm probably leaning towards the Sharks with the likes of Tanagato, Penetani, Jada Taylor in the back line. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, Again, Graham, any players there that stand out for you?
2: Can I and add as one? As... Yeah, sorry, can I add one? The prop Hollyman. I think Sophie Hollyman um, was part of the Prime Minister's uh, game. Came from rugby. Um, had I thought had a great season last year. Um, uh, joined the Broncos to Queensland, Shane? Did... Oh, I don't know what her lineage is I think she did, she played origin yeah, this yes, year she did she played origins this, yes. um prime minister's 11 team I I I think that she's at yet another one of those key signings that will allow the halves to um, allow the halves to to do their thing um she could really put a stamp on on this competition Okay. I, 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 I think to watch I, I think there. she's a play, I think she's a player to watch, most definitely. Mm.
0: And it's interesting too to see some of these players because a lot of them because there are new clubs and there is this marquee signing, a lot of the 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 clubs have lost players. So, you know, you look at yep. and, and, and it's the way I think we've seen um, with the uh, with the competition as it as it grows, you're starting to get players and then these players that might have played a game here or there, um, for for, you know, the likes of the Roosters or the the Dragons or whatever are picking up these contracts now you know, in with the Sharks and so on and so forth. So um I think it's gonna be very interesting to see this week. Whilst we've got these key players, there's gonna be two sides to it. I know one one concern is that People are worried about the depth of talent pool and, and, and the competition. Oh. But I think we're also going to see some emerging um, some emerging stars get a, get a go. and I think what we're going to do is just a, is just build the, the, the yeah. amount of players that we'll, we'll be talking about. And I think a lot of these players that we may not know a lot about this week, um, we could very well be um, praising very highly uh, next week. But yeah, some of those players, there the, the, there's a lot of players running out this week. Who may not have even played you know, more than one or two games um, over the course of the, uh, the, the first couple of years that the NRLW was in, um, in effect, and they're going to get um, a bit more of an opportunity given the extra teams. Right, this hey, is a pivotal so, year. Yeah. This is a
2: pivotal year for the NRLW. If they want to align themselves with NRL clubs and be able to do it successfully and find a depth to do so, this is the year that's going to test it. Um, I know we don't, don't like talking talk about other codes here, but I think one of the failures of, um, of, um, the AFLW was that they tried to align themselves with, with every team and have players play for every team. I think we either draw the line in the sand and say, this is where we're at for a while. Or rather than start aligning ourselves with teams, we start aligning ourselves with regions, and and we don't have the the sharks or the raiders. I know that makes it less marketable, but it means that the competition is just is just so much better. And I think what this season's going to prove is: do we want teams? Do we want the teams aligned with the NRL sides? That, that are almost mirror images in every way, shape or form, m- name and logo? Or do we want a competition that's got, that's more about skill and capabilities, in which case we may move slightly away from the fact that we need the Canberra Raiders or the Cronulla Sharks, and we start saying, do we now encompass a region specific team that that's a new team, but would encompass maybe three or four areas of an NRL club. Um, I think this is where we're at with this competition. Uh, It's, it's produced some phenomenal rugby league. And I think that, that if we are at the the point where we have to just rest the amount of teams we include for a while, let's do that or we start making it a singular league on its own with, a, with, with different names where it's region specific that, 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 that fans can jump behind because their team is included in a region. I think if we're gonna start asking fans to align themselves to the club and that club needs to be their NRL club, I'm, I'm just wondering what that does um, to the overall competition. So this is the year, this is a pivotal year for this, for this competition I feel. Yeah, I think we'll know yes. a lot more. We'll
0: know a lot more in, um, you know, the really, in yes, I suppose, uh, nine or so weeks, I think. Is its is it nine rounds, the competition, the yeah, finals? Yeah, they, they, they play each doing?
1: other once, yeah. Yeah, 10 teams play each other I think we'll have a, an idea after two or three weeks as yeah. to yeah. where we're at because, uh, yeah, I, I just think it was a big jump, six to ten. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, you know, it, it, it does create lots of opportunities, obviously. Um, interestingly, I think there's a few young ladies who are daughters of uh, first grade, former first grade NRL players. Um, I think Mona Lisa Solliola might be the daughter of Sia Solliola, um, Mackenzie Wiki, um, the daughter of, I think, Ruben Wiki. I could be wrong. Um, and, uh, I know one of the, uh, uh, there's a Hoppawate who I'm pretty sure is one of the children of John Hoppawate. I think he's got, uh, around 10 to 12, uh, children, many of whom have gone on to be NRL players and now uh, NRLW players as well. So, um, so genetics, uh, at play and, um, Yeah, I I really do hope that the standard of of the competition can be as high as as what it's been in the last few years. Um, Whether it can be, well, I guess we're going to find out. But uh, certainly there's a a few... Well, the Roosters, to me, are a standout team. I think the Knights will still uh, be very good, Um, and and the Broncos always put out a good side. But after that, there's there's some, some question marks, so... We'll see.
0: All that's left to do is see what happens on the field. And um, that's pretty much all we've got to get to this week. Um, All the talking that hasn't been done on the podcast night, fellas, I think we'll let the players do on the field this week. Um, Thanks again for joining us. It has been a jam-packed episode. There's been plenty to talk about, but we've had a great time bringing it to you, and we hope your team... Has a uh, has a great game this week, and hopefully two points for you.
1: Good week, listeners. Bye bye. Enjoy all the rugby league happening this weekend. More rugby league than ever before with the uh, NRL and the NRLW.